0: Morelia Python Radio with your hosts Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre
1: Good evening everybody welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio tonight it's just Owen and I episode 293 we're talking about <laughs> do you need a website uh, we're just basically talking about obviously a lot of what we do, we do online. Uh, And, you know, what is, what is uh, the need to sort of put yourself out there? What do you need? What do you need to stand out, et cetera, et cetera. I I, I sort of, uh, if you've seen my website, then you see that I kind of am into websites, but it is a labor of love for sure. And uh, we're going to talk about the pros and cons and just different ways of looking at things, uh, as far as getting your name out there on the internet, because, uh, you know, people don't know who you are, uh, personally, maybe they never met you and they're going to spend some money with you and, you know, that takes a little bit of trust. So if you can somehow, uh, get people to know who you are before you're even going to sell, uh, a snake or a reptile, then, uh, you know that's 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 a good thing, but uh, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we uh, get into. <laughs> but uh, what's going on with goes. you, man? <laughs> uh,
0: what's going on with me is uh, I I made a purchase today. Ooh, Ooh. I like it, <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a purchase that you and a select few other people knew were coming, and
1: uh, I uh,
0: completely. Yeah completely blame you for this like entirely <laughs> entirely blame you for this uh, because you you brought them up and you showed them to me and it was like done had to happen so uh i spoke to mr Dave D, and uh i'm getting uh that lovely pair of rough scales that you kept talking about the striping aspects for them <laughs> because after you mentioned them, like I couldn't get them out of my goddamn head. So I, I literally emailed Dave. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Do You have a pair of ruffies left because you are in luck. I'm like, luck or not so luck. I'm not sure how we're going to play this. So, <laughs> and But it was like he and I talked back and forth, you know, and I told him that, we brought these up in the show and he's like, Oh no, I know. I heard it. And I'm like, okay, good. So, uh, yeah, another pair of, uh, roughies are coming over here. So I'm happy.
1: <laughs> I, I, th- I think dumb- about the day, I think about the day that you're going to breed these things. And I think about oh. that Tinley park and I think oh. about, you know, <laughs> I think about how excited you're going to be. Dude, we're gonna have like uh, uh, six months worth of uh, of like the happiest show ever it. on the planet. Oh god, dude, I got no rough skills.
0: To with... <laughs> no one's gonna know what to do with me. They're all gonna be like, "Who the hell is this guy?" and "Where the hell is Owen?" I'm gonna like shave my beard. It's gonna be really weird. It's like, yeah, no one's not gonna. It's gonna be real awkward. So all um... the
1: old, all the. All the Australian listeners will be like, who gives a fuck, dude? <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: like, we breed <laughs> we, we we them like corn snakes. <laughs> exactly. I care, God damn it. So It's, uh, it, it's hopefully going to be a um, – uh, I'm excited for these two uh, little ones. It's been a while since I had little, little ruppies. I mean, uh, my, the last – I seem to always get all of mine when they're about a year old which is what these guys are, so it's cool. But it's been a while. I mean, Mayev is much bigger, and uh, so is Vulcan. So it's like, yay, <laughs> I get to go back and <laughs> play, with, play with little ones again. And I also nice. blame Matt Minatola because he has one now, and he sent us pictures,
1: and it's like the cute little thing with the big eyes. And
0: I'm like, oh, I want it again. So it's, I blame the two of you, completely the two of you.
1: So, see, my plan is, is that this is how it works. I get right. you just like you get me to buy the carpets. <laughs> I get you to buy right. the rough scales. So now I know where those two snakes they are, are. <laughs> and I just keep giving you snakes. Just like okay, here you go, here you yeah, go, here you go, smart and move. then you'll be yeah. like, oh man, now I'm gonna have to give Eric some rough scales, and I'll be I like, guess, yes, I you will. You, I can use better <laughs> roughies at this
2: point. Yeah, It'll
1: this point, like, it will probably be worth three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, they're nowhere near what what what's like the oh yeah. Dear God, so
1: well, I, I, it sounds crazy because people. I know people. Well, so again, this is. I made a post the other day about um, you know having a vision and having a you know looking at something and saying you know what rather than it being a morph so to speak. Let me see if I can try to selectively breed for these things. So right, you know, I, the, my post was about my. You know, and everybody busts my balls, <laughs> including you, oh, about all, my pit. Yes. <laughs>
0: all the time.
1: Which about is why
0: my, me doing is jungles. Disgusting. Yeah. Yes. Disgusting. So.
1: Yes. So everybody focuses on uh, high yellow, low black. I'm focusing on mm. a high black, low yellow. To the point where, yes, there it is. Look. There they are. Yeah, they're <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> see, see that, see that side pinstripe. Right? On your rough scale that you just posted on the chat. So that would be yellow. And then the top, Uh just like on the top, right by the, I guess, the, like, right after her neck, about maybe a quarter way down her body. She's got that. Now imagine all black with that pinstripe. So if you could do that with a carpet, why couldn't you do that with a rough scale as well? I know. You know? Um, So. So that's. I don't know, I'll let you
0: know. Or Again, we'll vision. it'll take a while. Yeah. Oh, That'll dear God. Take a while. I can wait, though. I don't care. So, you see, the problem is, is that I want rough scales to get down to the $300 range because then I can get a bunch and be very happy. <laughs> so,
1: they'll just have all rough scales. <laughs> I'll have all of them. All be I'll be mine. getting calls. Dude, I need cage uh, yeah. space. Do you want this? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. got a ruffie that's really pissing
0: me off. You want to take it? Exactly. So, that's the master plan.
1: Um, no no no, so, you'll be giving me your carpets. You'll be flooding out oh, yeah, carpets. Oh, yeah. be, yeah, get rid of out. these things. Oh yeah. Carpets, you kidding me? If a Ruffy
0: needs if a Ruffy needs the cage, I'm going to drop the ijs off of your house. I'm not even going to tell you. the <laughs> <sure. laughs>
1: yeah. I'll ring the bell, drop uh,
0: the bag and then run.
1: So. Uh. Yeah, I was uh I was digging up some old well, maybe some pictures from about uh maybe about 6 months ago for Uh, poison ivy babies and i was trying to show people again uh, the vision you know well you know poison ivy is one of those things i i I can't say what is going on but i can say what i see and i do know what happened with her so again Mm -hmm. for people that the people that don't know jake milbrat produced her and uh i have the pictures of her parents which were highly melanistic so back in the uh back in the days of MP um it, for those who don't know Jake Milbrat he was big time in the carpets and now mm-hmm. he's doing ball pythons but uh Jake had a, a, an awesome collection and there was two things that he was working on that I, I remember him posting was a melanistic jungle project which was pretty cool and then he also had this melanistic IJ project which was which was awesome so he, he produced – he made the, he put put the clutch together, and he just figured. I think his focus was just trying to selectively breed for you know high black uh, carpet pythons, and mm-hmm. uh, turns out that they were all born normal. So I was again going back to my website, was looking at the pictures of when they hatched out and what they looked like. They were all normal, and I was kind of bummed when it happened. But at the same time, I was I kind of expected it a little bit. But every time these guys shed you know uh, as they age and get bigger and bigger the black on the saddles creeps in and gets closer on the top but it also mm-hmm. creeps down that it goes towards the belly so like like right now their head their head stamps are completely black and it, the head keeps getting darker and darker and it's it's i don't know i i've photographed it but it, I, I guess what i'm gonna have to do is like put a succession of pictures together so that people you can are. see what I'm talking about. You know what I mean?
0: You are. But, uh, the, well, the one you posted has a ton of black on it. And I remember them being born um, and seeing the pictures of them, also seeing them in person from like the day they hatched. The progression has been, um, it, it, it's, it's like it, looking at it, you realize just how many, how much they've turned black since when they were hatched. It's like they were dark when they were born and it's like, oh, That's cool and then the the picture you just put up of the one baby where the saddles and the back are pretty much almost completely taken up, it's like, holy crap, the black has definitely come in here to the point where it's totally almost creeped and killed all the orange uh, on the sides, and it's just starting to really take over, and the heads are almost completely black when it comes down to it. There are a few that have a lot more of the rust color, but you can kind of see where that's starting to change. So yeah. it's really cool that way to watch that progression. So you know, it's uh they're very interesting. Um and I will give you this honor. It's probably the it's probably the only IJ project I would ever want to get into.
1: So okay. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I would right. I would actually pay to get into it. So, Uh-oh. Well, I know, right? And this is wait, I'm trying to find no that's not it I was looking to see if I could find yeah I can't find which it. Which,
0: um, which reminds me um you better count how many poison Ivan babies you have before Carpet Fest because if you're gonna have Nick and Steve <laughs> and Crystal Lamy, if you're gonna have all those right. guys around your house, like you might not have any by the time you like you know that that's that's really all you need is for that to happen. They'll start making oh. deals with you while you're drunk, it's gonna be bad. So
1: Oh hell no. Yeah. Nah. I, there's no way. <laughs> you gotta pry him <laughs> out of my dead, hands my old, dead hand.
0: <laughs> but uh they'll just kill you. But,
1: so Yeah, that could happen. <clears throat> um yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. <clears throat> um I uh I well I've been I've been on vacation, so between uh you know fixing up my house and um mm-hmm. working on my website was pretty much what I did most of the week uh and trying to get it up to par knowing that this show was coming i i, <clears throat> I was always uh I, it's it's like a, a a learning thing like um i don't know i got uh Actually, I got some inspiration from Dave D's site <clears throat> because, mm-hmm. like I, like we said before, his site is top-notch. I mean, it's just freaking incredible. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I, I need that sleeker look. Like, you know, when you went to my homepage, there was, like, so much stuff going on. And uh, I remember talking to Andrew Paris a while back, and he was saying that, you know, he was saying something along those lines, like, think about when you're putting this together, that you sort of want it to be... Um, you don't want to be too much going on when, when you come on to the, to the first page, uh, yeah. which I, you know, I had like Moran Python radio carpet fest, uh, you know, what, uh, what it's about, it's that, the pictures, day, yeah. and the scrolling thing and a big, it was just, I don't know. It was just too much. But, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of where, where I went with that. I've, I've been working on that all week, but also, <clears throat> Before we get into any of that stuff, uh, a couple things popped up that I thought was worth mentioning. We were talking about melanistic stuff, and uh, this guy in Australia, his name is Adam uh, – what the heck was his last name? Milanovic, And uh, he picked up this uh, diamond uh, from his friend, um, and it's a black diamond. Diamond python with it's bl- so black good eyes. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, dude, my God. Nice. It's, it's
0: everything I ever wanted in a carpet python.
1: It's just yeah. jet
0: black. Oh, it's so pretty.
1: Yeah, it's just wild looking. I mean, I'm a it's fan of high so white cool. diamonds, but, dude, that is really cool. Holy
0: shit. And, are, oh, wait, are we sure this one hasn't been spray painted with matte black spray paint? <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't
0: know that don't, for a no, fact. Don't but, get me so excited, just to be let down again.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, it goes along the lines of the Darwin uh, melanistic project, yes. and I think I, I I sent you a picture of this. Um. And this <laughs> and was. Uh, afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So this is the yeah. Darwin that's down at the Snake that's, Ranch. Um, yeah, it's the Darwin. It, you, it looks,
0: like a, looks like a freaking white lip. It's like you, they, you can see the white in various areas, as well as maybe some of the other color, especially in the diamond. You can see that there's obviously some like it, it's almost like there are roses, like a rosette's trying to come through on the sides. There are those like little like one or two white scales going down the side and the neck, and it's like that's awesome. But it, it, it's just a jet black animal, and that's fantastic. And then there's the Melanistic Darwin. And it's like, God damn it, can one of these pop out of an egg on the United States or UK, somewhere where I can get it?
1: Yeah, it looked very similar to – which, again, I – damn it, I can't find the the picture. This is the uh, Melanistic Woma. Mm. Um, And as far as I know – go ahead.
0: I thought that was womas. I thought womas were weird, where it's like all their morphs, like, are progressive, where it's born, it looks normal, and then over a little bit of time, it becomes black, or patternless, or whatever the hell. So, and I could be completely wrong. Please don't think, like, that's true. But looking at the melanistic woma, I kind of see its pattern in there. Like, don't you see the hint to the tiger stripes? Yes. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. So which you know melanistic cats you can see their spots still so
1: yeah i think with these projects i mean they're still getting worked on obviously in the uh in down in australia um these guys are uh you know especially with like things like diamonds and stuff it takes a while for them to grow up and 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 whatnot so it's not like it's not like a quick turnaround type of project but uh it's still pretty awesome to know that uh, that they're working with this kind of stuff. So just to give you an idea, this is the picture I was looking for. This is poison ivy, which looks pretty goddamn similar to what's going on with the um, – that Darwin. Yeah. But with the yeah. Darwin, the, the difference is, is that um, – Ivy's got a head got, pattern. Yeah, she's got that black. Yeah. That she's still got like a regular pattern. Uh, it's almost like yeah. raccoon eyes, but in reverse. And then you can <laughs> sort of see she has sort of a pattern in her neck, kinda, and then sort of a stripe yeah. down her back. Whereas like the yeah. melanistic Darwin, but even that one has sort of white on its belly. It it so, does,
0: but the but with with him it's or with the Darwin, the melanism pretty much takes over everything up until where you get close to the belly scales with her, it's like the pattern itself is being engulfed by the black. It's like it's like the pattern was there first and the black is just growing over top of it, just doing away with it, which is kind of right. cool in my opinion. So, you know.
1: So, yeah, and if you look at the babies that I posted earlier, you can kind of see that same sort of progression kind of yeah. happening, you know. So Yeah,
0: it's, it's a shame that no one will ever get these babies. No. I know <laughs> we keep bringing them up just to tease you
1: people. I mean it's yeah. horrible,
0: we're horrible yeah. people,
1: so. yeah, it's not nice, and, and I, uh the other thing that I thought was pretty cool is that uh that new boa that they found in Brazil, the cropana, yeah uh, uh it was um you know it was Corralis cropani, I think it is, uh okay. anyway uh they found this in that video um i posted it over on mp's uh facebook page uh shared mm-hmm. it over there but uh that was pretty cool and then i don't know it it started me thinking about things like uh you know owen Pellys and rough scales yeah. like i mean they thought this thing was they haven't found this thing since like 19 what 60 or something like that like, but yeah it's been a it, long it time yeah,
0: it, so this is this is the stuff you got to think about. Where it's like, there it's you always like to think that something that you might consider is gone might not be, and also you might want to. Always fun to think about that that one animal that maybe has been described once might still be out there or will show up any day. So that has happened a lot of times with scientific discovery, and it's really cool when it does, especially in something like a reptile that we all really care about. So. It's really cool that it's there, and it does kind of raise a little bit of hope in the fact of that, okay, cool. It's not gone. Here it is. Right. And maybe now something can be done to preserve it. It's like, they got the Owen Pellies. That's great. And they're breeding it in captivity. That's freaking awesome. Now, if anything happens, we're, we're okay. We have a captive population of these things. So right. it, it'd be really cool if they could find some more of these boas and kind of do something to – Help it out, or even study them further. It'd be great to find out that it wasn't just like one or two individuals. Like, I hope they find like a pocket of like twenty, and they're like, okay, cool. So you know, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, you, it's awesome. You never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. shit, dude. What if they found them in New Guinea? <laughs> that'd be, that'd they be found children's pythons. I mean, I don't know. That Why is not? True.
0: I mean, it almost gives you hope that Bigfoot is real.
1: So. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. It's not yeah. Go no. I can't yeah. believe you brought up Bigfoot. Do you I
0: need had a safe to. Space? I was waiting to
1: – do, well, do, you, do you need a safe space?
0: <laughs> I might. If, if we got one, it'd be nice. But, you know, I was – I did it to preempt other people doing it. So I've just decided <laughs> to beat you all at your own cool. game. So.
1: Okay. You're taking the fun out of it. All right. Fair enough. I know. I am killing
0: oh. it. I'm killing it
1: dead. <laughs> All right, so I don't know. Uh, maybe say talk about your breeding season before we get into uh, websites and such. I am you... sc- screwed. I'm so screwed. It's
0: going way too well, and I don't think I have enough baby cages for what's coming. So um, we're gonna see. Hopefully, I'm completely wrong, but a lot of a lot of girls are starting to shed, and a lot of okay. boys are starting to try to run out of the cage. So I had to separate a few pairs. A lot of the girls are moving their bins, hiding in them. Um I've already marked it down. I, it's looking like March is going to be a pretty busy month uh for me.
1: So Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm excited uh and hopeful. So uh I'm pretty sure I got the one pair I really wanted to, and that was the super caramel that I produced to the XANIC male. So I'm excited about that one and then uh, i also got the i believe believe i got the caramel tiger to the caramel jag so hopefully we'll have super caramel uh tiger jags like the long way around the barn so uh we'll see how that goes that's pretty cool i know right so i'm interested in all those and i'm kind of like i said i'm hopeful i don't think i'm going to get anything from the white lips or the olives unfortunately they're just not showing any interest in each other um but everything else, uh, we're looking okay. So if I need to I might be calling you and telling you to come over, we gotta build baby racks. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah. I'm pretty good I'm pretty good now with the saw, so we should be alright. <laughs> there you go,
0: exactly. I'll be like, How good are you at building shelves? Excellent, yeah. get over here. So, you know, that's how it'll probably go. Right. But no, dude, I'm um, I'm ready, uh I went to um White Plains this weekend which was a hellish drive um, through snow, sleet, and all that other fun stuff. And then uh, Hamburg's coming up, not this weekend, but the one after that. So I'm ready and raring to go to get some babies out of here to make room for the little one, other little ones. So
1: Okay. Hamburg next Saturday. Not this Saturday, next Saturday. Not this
0: Saturday, next Saturday. Yep, yep.
1: <laughs> all right. That would be uh... – I just,
0: I believe.
1: Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh. All right. So let's get into it. Websites. uh Go for it. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, obviously you have a website. uh I do. I'm gonna pull it up right now as we speak, so we can. Talk. I wouldn't.
0: It's outdated <laughs> and needs to be updated uh... a little bit. And... I did update right. the breeding journal after we took, after we spoke, but I okay. decided I need to take new, because a lot of the pictures on there for breeders and animals that I've had for a long time are, like, their baby pictures or pictures that I took with, like, a non-professional camera and crap like that, um, like, in their cages. So I kind of yeah. decided that the best thing to do there would be, uh, I'm going to have to do professional, good-looking photos of all my breeders and stuff like that. So I'm going to be doing a little bit, some more alterations to it as time goes by. But um, I do have a website and I had the website because uh, well, first off I started before uh, the whole Facebook thing was really kicking off when it comes to uh, businesses. It was, Facebook was just like a place you went, we you had your own little profile and that was it. So right. everybody, when I started had their own individual website and a lot of those were linked through uh, Moralia Pythons, uh, the forum. So, When I started, I naturally started one as well, um, which I felt they kind of needed to do because uh, what you were saying earlier, you kind of have to get your name out there and you kind of also have to get your name out there. Well, you can't just start tossing it up places or, you know, have a a website that leads you to a document that is just a list of animals that you have because nobody's going to be impressed by that. It's almost like you dress to impress. You got to, you got to dress it up a little bit. You got to be interesting. You got to draw people to the website. They got to want to stay on the website. They got to want to be intrigued by the website. So, uh, I started with Squarespace, which is uh, a place that designs websites. They do a lot of uh, artist websites, as well as um, people who are running small businesses or something like that, where normally you post like a journal and then you have a page for a gallery and you have maybe a shop or two and you can link into to all your social media. It's a small little thing. Um, So I went through them and they grew as they grew as a company. My website actually ended up getting better and better because they offered more services and had different kind of design templates and coding. So I kind of did that as well. So um, but it only cost me about $20 a month. Keep up with the, squarespace and they host everything they take care of everything for me um and it's uh like i said they'll i'll design some stuff they have a 24-hour support so i wanted to try to figure some stuff out there that's totally cool too um but it honestly got started with the whole website versus, you know in there and i think i pay more attention to my website than i even do my facebook page when it comes to design and ability to get to pictures of my breeders and animals and stuff like that, biographies. Like I could have literally a ton of photos on my Facebook page, but it's almost like Facebook is what like current events and the website is like for the shopper. So you figure out what's going on at Rogue through the Facebook page and then you go over to the website to make a purchase is what I kind of structured it as. So I think – websites are important but that's just how i started
1: so how how soon did you have your website before you were uh breeding snakes i mean did you have it right away or was it uh the i did not have the website
0: when i was just raising up my collection um Uh and i did not have the website my first two seasons when I was selling babies because I didn't really have that many babies and I wasn't really doing anything, you know, uh, I would lay, I would take them to shows and I would maybe put them on King snake every once in a while, one or two of them. If I had like the shipping supplies or the money to get the shipping supplies. Uh, but I wasn't really doing anything like that. It was probably about my third season when I had done two or two years of, you know, reptile shows in my area Um, I kind of talked to a lot of people, had met a bunch of people in the community, had kind of put myself in there at uh, MP, and then uh, I started, I did the website. Um, I had a friend of mine who was designing websites, and I gave him all the info, and he did uh, the website. The thing is, I had owned RogueReptiles.com and .net since I started the company. So okay. I bought those domains probably in 2000. I think I bought them in 2006. And then I don't think I launched the website till 2009. So if that makes some kind of sense. Um, yeah. So that's maybe, maybe I think it was, may, might've been closer to 2010. But either way, because <clears throat> um, after that I'd had like, I had three clutches under my belt. I still had babies from my first original breeding. So I was able to put them on the website but the website back then was really just like a blog with snake pictures on it that I would try to sell people stuff. And that's what a lot right. of people's websites kind of were at a certain point. And then people uh-huh. started getting them like professionally done and all this other stuff. So um, that's just kind of where it went. Um, but I, I kind of moved quick cause I didn't want to be the guy who owned a bunch of stuff saying rogue reptiles, but then couldn't get the website name. Because for the first maybe, like, two, three years I was in business, there was a company down in Florida called The Rogue Reptile. And I would get, (laughs) like, emails and calls every once in a while.
1: Where it's like, you have
0: Vietnamese Blue Beauties. I'm like, nope. Who are you talking about? (laughs) You're on the website. Wrong website. So, you know, I think they went away because I haven't had any calls from them in a while. So, like, a couple years. But, yeah. I didn't want that (laughs) to happen.
1: So, Well, first, first, I guess I'll answer the question. Do I think that, uh, you know, websites are important? I do. Um, And I think that probably the reason that I think that is when I was really getting into um, looking at, you know, doing this more than just keeping snakes, but breeding snakes and, you know, selling them at some point. Mm. Um, It was what everybody had. Uh, I'm thinking back to the carpet Python, you know, when I was first coming in the carpet pythons and still, still sort of, uh, kept my pulse on the ball Python world, so to speak, uh, just through rep listening to reptile radio. Right. Those guys all had, you know, websites and, um, it was sort of, um, I think somebody said, uh, I, I forget who it was. Maybe it was, uh. I don't know if it was KJ or, uh, but basically that it's, it separates the men from the boys type of deal. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: but it, you know, you sort of looked at, at least I did when I was looking at those guys, uh, you know, like, uh, I think probably the biggest website that Carpet Python wise that comes to mind for me, something that I would go to a lot was, um, Uh, Anthony Cappanetto's website. And for people that don't know history on Anthony Cappanetto, he actually did it for a living. So that's why his website was pretty top notch. Uh, Back in those days, it was more along the lines of uh, really carpet focused Now, now sort of moved away from carpets. And I think he still has them, but it's really not as focused as uh, it once was.
0: Right. Anthony got, uh, had a lot of success when it came to breeding Cresties in the first couple of years where Cresties were getting produced. And yeah. I believe he was stocking a lot of uh, larger chain pet stores with um, Cresties. I, correct me if I'm wrong. but uh,
1: I believe so, So, yeah.
0: of course, he had to sacrifice certain – your facility is only so big. And if the cresties are flying and the carpets aren't, guess what? You're going to sacrifice cage space for. So, um, that's just how it went. Uh, but I do remember his website being probably one of the better ones that was done out there and he actually had a store. So you're clicking away on animals and all of a sudden things like, would you like to purchase this animal? And like, uh, (laughs) yeah. How'd I get here? So, um, And he had a lot of info and a lot of things on how to breed. So a lot of times I was on Caponetto's website as well as Will Leary's website because they had breakdowns of how they cycled, how they bred, how they fed, what they did. And it's like I wanted to know step-by-step what to do. And they actually broke it down to month on this day, here you go. Um, I think I read Will Leary's article that he wrote in Reptiles like 12 million times. So you know that's just how it went which is of course how you end up with the first major snake that I ever purchased you know price wise was a Wheel Leary jag because I was on that website all the goddamn time so yeah. of course I ahead that that's how it happened so yeah i mean you
1: know, i mean back then there was no complete carpet python book there was nope. no morelia python radio there was no, no. Uh, uh you know you, uh, well, Carpet you, Python you, you, the other book. You uh, tiny was...
0: starting breeders. Don't <laughs> in my day there was nothing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was like So wow. but but the reason that I I say that is because like you would go to these websites for information because this is where you, you would get to. your the information. Um yeah. and it wasn't even like there was a ton of information. It was just like you would just look kinda of like you know, uh, you know, like Will Leary's site, he had, like, a breakdown of species and what the morphs were at the time, which, if you think about it now, we had Jag, Tiger, Granite. Yes, yes. He had Labyrinth IJs, which who knows, like, whatever happened By, to uh, those.
0: Spider but IJs. <laughs> He called them
1: spiders, I-tripes. yeah. stripes oh,
0: And, then and that was it. That Comp- yeah, but the other thing is that Componeto would give names to things that haven't been proven yet. And it's just like he's like, this is the liger animal, and it's like, what the hell is it? He's like, well, it's a funny looking coastal. So I need yeah. it just in case it's a morph. Is it a morph? No. I'm like, but you had a bunch of people buy the babies because it was a liger carpet,
1: right? Yeah. So, so uh, taking that all that in, right? There's a couple websites, yeah. and again, I'm I'm dipping into the ball python world. There was there was a couple websites that listening to these guys and 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 people that would always get traffic to their website. One guy that stood out to me was Marcus Jane and Marcus Jane um, was a guy that sort of had this breeding page and it was like a step-by-step that people would sort of go to and look at and say, okay, I do this. Now I do this. Now I do this. I look for this. Here I go. Now I got eggs. Now I do this. And that's sort of what Caponetto did. And the thing that I, the other ball python guy that stood out to me was Ralph Davis. And what I liked about yep. Ralph Davis is, is that he had a breeding diary and on his breeding diary, it would break down, you know, what was in the clutch, the clutch number, you know, what was the morph ratio, blah, just right. any kind of information you could get, uh, as far as the clutch goes was right there on his website. So thinking of these things kind of influenced what I wanted to do with my website. And this is why I have a website and I can't do this on Facebook. And no. um, I don't know if people come to it or not. It's still a work in progress as far as like me adding pictures and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Right. So um, I have this section and if you, if, if you clicked on my website, um, doesn't this episode, Shut uh, up, KJ. How about that? Uh, that I guess they were talking about this. I I don't, I don't know, know what know, that maybe. means.
0: Uh, we'll deal with them later. Did we talk about this before? No more, don't we, <laughs> uh, probably 10 million times. I mean, I think uh, we've touched on this topic before, but right. I don't think we've ever had a devoted episode to it.
1: Right. So where we're going into forget detail. these people. It's yeah. our show. We do what we want. God damn it. That's right. So <laughs> I have this section. <laughs> I have this section and it's called keeping and breeding, uh, Python. Right. So if you go there, uh, you can click on keeping carpet pythons. And I went through this whole big thing. Um, this whole keep big talking. thing about, uh, yeah, I know. I keep getting distracted. I'm sorry. Stop I have this whole big thing about, <laughs> about if you were going to get into carpet pythons, what would right. you, uh, tell your new customer to go? Um, right. So I have a section where it's kind of like, uh, you know, obviously some of the stuff that I I, I learned from um, doing this show. Um, then the carpet python myths, like what are the things that people, uh, you know, get distracted with uh, and think that carpet like keep them away from getting in the carpet pythons. Uh, I did this right. whole thing on temperature. Obviously, that comes from like episodes with. You know, guys like Terry Phillip and all those kind of things. Um, I went and found the climate graph, and I know this is kind of crazy, but I went and found a climate graph for each of the subspecies so that you can oh click on God. them. And you can kind of see, like, the rainfall or the temperatures or whatever. Uh, I went into feeding about what I do, um, and I kind of put some tips and tricks on getting picky feeders to to, uh, to eat. Uh, another big yeah. one that I see all the time is uh, My Carpet Python Won't Eat. Um, so I kind of put a little a little paragraph on that. Uh, I went into caging, um, and I kind of listed the top three people that I hear Carpet Python guys use. Obviously, Animal Plastics is probably the number one. Vision is another one. And then there's Ed Lilly's uh, Constriction Northwest. So I kind of have links so that if you're interested in seeing what's going on, you can. Uh, You know, I gave my whole thing about display caging, that kind of thing, caging for breeding, what I use, what cages look like, uh, you know, what racks look like that people use. Um, Then I just went through the complex, uh, you know, species by species, just a little, little, uh, which I'm I'm still finishing that up. But species by species, as far as um, I should say, subspecies by subspecies, uh, you know and then you can click to my collection uh, to see what I have as far as each subspecies goes. So that was that. And then I kind of, I kind of, you know, which is kind of taking a page from Anthony Cappanetti's idea. Mm -hmm. And then the breeding one is kind of the same thing. Uh, You know, I break it down uh, just different things that I've learned. I go through month by month, week by week when I'm dropping temperatures and bringing it back up um i got a section that i just have to add on as far as like things like my male won't breed what do i do Male combat driving it in the car uh you know all these (laughs) different tips and tricks that that we've learned doing the show right that was funny because i believe somebody
0: asked that on the carpet python discussions like i can't get my male to breed and i've tried everything and i'm like take it for a car ride and they're like seriously i'm like yes (laughs) so you know it's there are a bunch of tiny little tips and tricks which are hilarious because when we were running through it, the the website, we were talking about how there were very few websites that had information. There were even fewer breeders that were willing to reveal information. So, right. you know, it, it's like getting these tips and tricks, you had to hear from, like, whispers from behind a table that talking to a one guy that you bought, like, six or seven pythons for, he, from, he'll eventually tell you how to do it. So it's, right. it, it, it's a lot better now that the info is out there. Um, right. But
1: yeah. So the other thing, um, that I did that I wanted to do as far as my website, that's, this is something you can't do on Facebook. Um, I guess you can to a certain extent is I do a breeding diary and, yes. Uh, you know you click on the breeding diary and it goes year by year you click on the year and what i tried to do like if you would click on 2016 it'll tell you the pairings um it gives the pairing notes as far as you know when did they lock when did they ovulate when did they shed all that kind of any kind of information that i had i put down um i also put pictures uh, of the the sire and the dam um I also put uh, pictures of you know, when I thought she was going to lay and then a picture of the clutch. Um, the one thing that I did do uh, is I have a little little button where you can click on the clutch page. And because I moved, I wasn't actually able to do this 100% as much as I wanted to. But it gives a little history of each animal, the sire and the dam, when they hatched, uh, pre-shed from hatching, and then an updated picture of them. Uh, especially the ones that I still have and what they're looking like now, as far as progression picks go. The, mm-hmm. the idea is is that if you get an animal from me, you're going to get a number uh, as far as like what that number was and what the clutch was. Um, so now I don't have to send out like CDs and zip drives and all that stuff. You so just go to my website. You can see all the the uh, the history of the animal. The the cool thing that I, that I did that that I thought was if you go to my collection page. Right. And then you click on like a subspecies, uh, you know, whatever. If you click down, um, it will have individual animals and then you can click on that animal. And if she had a clutch, it'll take you to that clutch page and you'll be able to, it it, kind of like takes you around both ways. You could either go through the breeding diaries or you can go through, uh, like the individual animal, but, you know, again, you can't really do that kind of stuff on a uh, on a Facebook page. And it is a lot of work, yeah. you know, um, it is a of lot of work. Um, I do have a little blog that I also did, which now that I – so I use Homestead. Uh, I, I've wanted to switch to Squarespace only because I've heard good things about it, and Joe Rogan is always talking about Squarespace. Mm-hmm. So I figured that they must be somewhat decent. But – I stay with these guys um, just simply because uh, you know I, I just don't want to transfer it all over again. Um, the cool thing is is that I also have Morelia Python Radio and Carpetfest websites all under the one thing, so I'm in one account. I don't have to you know, I could just switch between the websites right. and they come up. I don't pay anything extra because I think with Homestead you get like if you pay I think I pay like twenty five bucks a month, but you get a hundred websites that you're, no, actually it's unlimited websites. So you can have as many as you want. Yeah. And you know, websites for this websites for that, whatever. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, you know, with the, with the blog thing, obviously again, it's kind of like Facebook in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, but the, the, I think the problem with websites and I think that from the customer's point of view is that if you don't update them, right? Then people get frustrated. Um, you know, I can remember when I was getting into carpets, flipping through, uh, some websites, uh, and they weren't updated. You know, uh, you know who comes to mind? I love his website now is Nick button. Right. So Nick had right, this, right. He kind of had like this, I couldn't really tell what the hell was going on. Like I heard everybody talking about this guy as far as carpets goes, but I'd go to his website and I'd be like, well, it seems like he really likes scrub pythons and not yeah. seems like there's three of not, these guys and like <laughs> yeah. not carpet pythons. So I don't, I don't know. But then he did an overhaul and his his website is pretty top notch now, as far as I'm concerned. I so. do like his,
0: yeah. Um, so and it, it, it's kind of like what he has with all the different animals he's working with. He kind of goes with the whole, you know. Uh, overview of the different species he's working with. He doesn't tell you exactly how many he's got and what he's working on there, which is kind of cool because he very rarely has to update it. My dumbass does individual animals where it's like, oh crap, you know, (laughs) update this picture. People haven't seen this one in years and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I might be moving a little bit more towards where Nick does kind of that way, but then it's also nice because people have contacted me about getting pairs from this animal or you know but it is kind of also frightening when somebody comes up to you at a reptile show and they're like how's maverick i'm like how the hell do you know who he is (laughs) so it's like you know oh that's right he's on my website so it's like a little it freaks you out sometimes so um yeah it it's uh it's one of those things where if it is appealing people will come to it people spend more time on it and you'll draw people in that way to be interested in your own projects as well as the animals that you're producing. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but Benjamin, the pictures of Benjamin, lured me to Will Leary's website. Hell and yeah! Be, being on Will Leary's website lured me into wanting to purchase an animal from Will Leary. And then I find out that Benjamin has bred with Madame Blueberry. And I'm like, I know both those names. And there is a clutch for sale. Oh my God. I mean, Aurora was the ugliest Jaguar ever. (laughs) Like, I mean, (laughs) by these standards, nowadays, she was hideous. But I spent all the money I had earned that summer on her because I needed her. So it's like that's just how it went. And and it's like years later when you find out that Benjamin yellowed out, that, you know – that, that he wasn't really the white jaguar that everybody thought he was, it was a little disappointing, but it's like and also years later, when your own breathings have surpassed the mother that you spent all that money on, it's like, oh shit, all right, well, <laughs> you know that's how it happens so it, it, yeah. it's but again, it's that one picture that draws into it, so when you don't see people take the time to set up the picture right, set up the website right. When all they do is they just open the bin, take a picture with the phone, and that's the picture of the animal that you're going to use for everything. It, it it's like it's like showing up to a wedding in one of those shirts that has like the image of the tuxedo printed on it. It's like <laughs> and, and like figures, yeah. It's like put a little goddamn effort, so it, it would go a long way.
1: Yeah i think uh I think that uh you're right, you know that's uh that's actually I know we're going a little off topic as far as uh we very much your, are. uh websites and stuff go, but I think it's important when you're buying uh nice animals. I have a hard time with this, but you seem to have this nailed in um as Yay. far as uh naming your animals, I think it gives <laughs> people uh I th- I think it gives people a little more. Um, what's the word? Like, it uh, it, it it just it's like they can easily relate to the animal. I guess you yeah. know what I mean. Like it, it just seems like oh, it's like oh, Aurora. I know her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like,
0: it, to be honest, it, it does. It, it really freaking does. And it's so freaking. And I cannot take credit for like half the names of my animals because I have like. Uh, all these friends who I went to college with or all these animal people who I will like be like new snake and I'll send them pictures and then they'll all fire back with names. And I'll be like that one. And then there we go. That's it. Done. It's a sign. I think I've named like a quarter of my own animals and none of the girls I can never pick out a name for a goddamn girl. So it's just, you know, I just figure it out. I mean, and I kind of learned that from uh, when I went to college, The college I went to at Delaware Valley University, Uh, they actually bred horses on campus and they would have a theme of the year for all the baby horses and they would name all the baby horses and then all the baby horses would be taken care of by all the people who were volunteering and there would be pictures of these baby horses freaking everywhere and then the baby horses would go to auction and the ones that everybody adored and loved and were pictured everywhere always went for hire. It's like that's just how it went. It's like if, his, if that baby was splashed all over every single social media and everything that was involved with the campus, it, it, it sold for hire at the auction. It was hilarious. So, you know, people like names. I don't, I can't explain it, but
1: they do. Yeah, I think the Condro community has that nailed down pretty well. Uh, you see God, that a lot. Yeah. You know, they, well, they do a pretty –
0: they do. Go ahead. And I mean, and also when they're setting up the breeding lines, it's like there are names that if you see them in a lineage and that is, that's pedigree breeding like one it, it one If there are names in a lineage, it's almost like thoroughbred horses. It's like if you see Secretariat in somebody's freaking thoroughbred horse, you're like, that's a good horse. You know, now it's like, well, what are some of them? Uh, Mr. Blue or, you know, uh, it was a yellow one that everyone used to go gaga for. God damn it, why can't I remember
1: her name? I want to say what? lemon Pop, something or other. Pop Lemon Tree? Pop
0: <laughs> Lemon Tree. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Lemon tree's I, I a line. Yeah, a lot, yeah, lemon tree's a line. But uh Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: uh I guarantee you know, in a,
0: in a couple of years, people are gonna be like, The sickness is on this pedigree and then they lose yeah. their goddamn
1: mind. So, yeah. you
0: know, that's how it goes.
1: I think the the balance that you have to do with that is is that if you name it something and it's corny you you run the Rex risk of of sounding like a a stew nod. you know what I mean like of course yeah,
0: but, but it's funnier that way. Can you imagine if like a line was per- was born out of like a carpet python named like unicorn and then we all now have <laughs> to put up with that horse shit
1: well madame like, blueberry Madame blueberry Madam is, like blueberry. one of those? Why it's like one of those
0: weird. We didn't want to say it. So. Yeah, like who? Do,
1: I, I mean, Madam Blueberry. Like, <laughs> I don't. I guess it's kind of like because we were forced to just get used to it. it I, you know, it's yeah. like one of those things. Is it cool or is it not? And we just got used to it, and we just say it. And it's you know, not cool. I don't we know. We just
0: got used to it. That it, yeah. it's not cool. We just got used to it. The the one snake's name was Benjamin. Like, that's a person's name. Like, Ben from Aussie Addiction had to be like, no, me, not the snake. So, <laughs> it's like, that it, It's like that. That, it's, that happens. And, I mean, people name their snakes all kinds of crazy shit. So, it, it all goes back to what I keep saying about God help you all if I ever produce a morph here because I get to name it, and I'm going to name it something that you're all going to hate. So, it's like, that's, it all goes back to that, where it's like I think it would be hilarious if we all had to deal with the fact that this snake was from a line where its parents were like named the dumbest creatures on the planet. Um, what the hell was the tuna? Uh, the, the bumblebee thing, tuna. tuna line. The bumblebee, bumblebee tuna, tuna line. Yeah. yeah, where it's like, and that was just shortened to tuna because we all kind of felt stupid there. Um, but what the hell was uh, tuna and Nabokov? was luke's animals
1: yep yeah so well
0: he had, mean, we
1: had he had tuna he had tuna too well you know luke was pretty good at naming i don't know what he named them after but like he had real soul uh door uh you know he had yeah. uh what was the other one um oh shit now they're all escaping me it seemed like the ijs had some pretty cool names like uh There was Nudge, Poster Child, uh, Mama, uh, um, Pig. (laughs) There was just like all (laughs) these crazy names of I.J. Can you
0: imagine imagine if like Pig had become like a killer
1: line or it's like,
0: that's the Pig line. I would love that because then we have to deal with that.
1: So, you know. Herman, he was another one. Well, that Herman was who Poster Child was bred with, you know. But,
0: uh, yeah, I I don't know. Bullwinkle, that was a
1: stupid thing, too. You know?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, but he named him that because he had a head imprint that looked like Bullwinkle. I know, I know. Yeah.
0: It's Bullwinkle and Hannibal, and it's like, you know, come on. Yeah. Son of Bullwinkle See, was just the SOB line. It was like, okay.
1: For So I, I also have a problem naming females. Um, so yeah. for a while, uh, what I was working with was I would just name them after – guitar players, like I have you know, <laughs> Satch Satch is uh, Satriani I have Vi, right. I have you know, uh, who else Beck, Page uh, SRV uh, you know, just like these, all these different names of like different guitar players and stuff but uh, yep. I don't know I ran out of guitar players uh, that, that I was digging and you yep. know, it was all these uh, males that had names but yep. no females none of the so. girls yeah, it was it was hard it, for me to come up with female names, but it's 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 sketchy, man. Uh, people. It
0: is, and that's something you can do with a website is just have you know. <laughs> oh my God.
1: KJ has Robert a Robert
0: De Niro. Yeah. A
1: jacked yeah, up. KJ, <laughs> oh my he God. He has a jacked up jag called Robert De Niro. Nero. <laughs> Robert
0: De Niro. That's good. That, I like that. That is fantastic. I, I do like that. But yeah. <laughs> it seems like you can, do this, you can do this with a website. You can have a, uh, a bunch of pictures of one of your animals, its name, a uh, stupid little bio about it, like where you got it from, fill in all the blanks. And in this way, when people look at the lineage chart, they see Venus's name, and they're like, okay, Venus. They go on the website. They can find Venus under the caramel carpets. They can read her stupid little bio. It's all the info where I got her from, all that fun stuff like that. And there you go. It's all right there. They kind of almost feel a little bit better about the purchase or anything like that because they have her. And, I mean, I have the progression charts from when she was tiny all the way up to now. You can see how she colored, see how the babies are going to color. It's almost like having a different level where if I were to do that on a Facebook page, I'd have to have pretty much an album. Uh, dedicated to every single snake, as opposed to just having a bunch of pictures on one page. It it's almost seemed like you could do it on a Facebook page. It would feel very jumbled, very busy, and very hard to navigate, as right. opposed to a website where it's like are <clears throat> laying out all the adult breeders. Here's their bios. Here's everything going on right now. So it's uh, I, I would prefer the website when it comes to that kind of stuff.
1: So. Yeah, I, I've I've made the commitment that you know I'm gonna keep my website up to date as much as possible because again that's something that uh, there was a few people over so I posted the question you know over on Morelli pick of the week and a couple people said on there like uh, you know that they would prefer to go to a website but uh, they stopped because none of them are up to date and you know that seems to be right. a problem and I think that. In a way, uh, I guess, like, uh, it's time, really. It comes down to time. Uh, I would say that if you're going to dedicate the time, then a website is probably an awesome way to go. However, if you are not and you're just going to waste your time, it's probably better just to go Facebook uh, because, you know, the problem that I see with Facebook, I mean, today, right now, Facebook is it. And it continues to grow and get bigger and bigger. But remember, MySpace was cool at one point, too. So, right. so we're forums. And, you know, what happens if all of a sudden, you know, Facebook starts to charge? Or remember when they said you couldn't sell animals on Facebook? You know, I mean, yeah. all these things, like, what happens if they just decide tomorrow that, like, hey, well, we're not going to promote this anymore. Uh, we don't want to do this, uh, promote any animals being sold on Facebook. Obviously, sort of, we got around that somehow. You're just not allowed to do it uh, on that
0: that store or whatever. Right. Uh, Which still happens. I mean, I don't don't know about you, but I get those alerts that somebody's posted something in one of the for sale pages I'm in, and it's on that Facebook market thing. So I have no idea what the hell they were talking about. But, um, yeah, it, it could change easily, completely. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and what are you going to do? That all your information yeah, is going go to be buy a lost website. and you'll, you'll, <laughs> yeah, you you
0: <laughs> you have to hope yeah. somebody hasn't purchased the .com that you need to have a website with. I mean, uh, it's when I when I went looking for mine, someone had actually purchased roguereptiles.com. .com. That's why if you look at my website, it's rogue dash reptiles because screw that person because they wanted five thousand dollars. <laughs> dot com and then five thousand dollars for dot net, so they wanted ten okay. grand for those two websites. And this person owned sixteen different reptile themed dot coms and dot nets. They think about them, they buy them, and then they wait for somebody who wants to start the business to come buy them from them. And it's and they there's no way to. And when I asked them about it, they said, "Well, websites could be anywhere from." $500 to $5,000. So I'm like, really? So that's just how it went. Um, and that's why I told him to go, you know, <laughs> to shut the hell up. And I went and I did my own stuff. So, um, right. But for all you know, you could go and try to find, say, somebody owned
1: EBMorelia.com,
0: weren't using it, but wanted you to pay this much money for it. You may have to rethink your business name.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That yeah, y Yeah. I mean, I did it uh, – so I guess when I first started, I wanted to be EB Pythons, and it was like, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I don't – I didn't – and actually, it was taken. So I was like, who the yep. hell is EB Python? So I was like, all right, well, I guess I am going to just deal mostly with carpets. So all right, I'll try EB Morelia. Well, nobody knew what the hell Morelia was. You know what I mean? So exactly. It's like uh, – uh, cool. Yeah, that's good.
0: And that's how it happens. That's why I ended up buying .com and .net, because a lot of times if .com's taken, you take .net, and then you just try to outcompete the person with .com. So, right. you know, obviously the person who owned .com wasn't doing anything with it, so I knew I didn't really have anything to worry about, so I bought the two websites and out-compete. You know, now if somebody goes and tries to make, purchase RogueReptiles.com, uh, I guarantee you they're going to be confused for me for a while. So I mean, that's how it goes. Also, if you type in rogue reptiles into any search engine, I pop up. So it's already been established. So anybody who's looking is going to be like, oh, name's already taken. So right. that's how it really goes. Um, right. And, it, 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 again, if you're not thinking about having a website, you may want to buy the domain name anyway just to make yes. sure nobody else does it and beats you to it, because if you're a person who is strictly on Facebook and all you do is post current event pictures and then babies for sale and maybe even some lineage charts, which is totally fine, um, but then somebody, the same idea for a name for your business that you have, buys the .com, buys the .net, and then has a professionally made website. Uh, which links them to their Facebook page and all this stuff, you're just going to be totally outbeaten, totally out And uh, that's not really how you should be done that way. I mean, you know, nobody – it's almost like going around you, and that's kind of unfair. So if you're starting to do a a reptile breeding business and you are serious about it, but you don't want to deal with a website, still buy the .com and .net just so nobody else can.
2: Yeah.
1: I did that with uh, a couple different. I mean, there's a couple different. Uh, I think I have carpetfest dot net dot com dot org. Thank
0: God we did that before those turned into something horrible. So yeah, Carpetpython.net,
1: carpetpython dot net, carpetpython dot org. Them I have yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'll ever use them, but I have it just if I wanted to. Uh, you know, um, so a different idea, just so everybody you know, just a change of pace is that, uh, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. The idea with that is, is that it's sort of a, it's sort of a, it's sort of like cramming all of the information from the forums into one spot. Um, Right. There's, I guess I'll click on it just so I make sure that, uh, it's the differences with Morelia Python Radio. Most of the stuff that needs to be updated is, You know, with technology today, um, you know, updating websites is is a little bit easier. I mean, you know, as far as the podcast, it's the first thing that you see. You can listen to it right from the page. That automatically updates. I don't have to do anything with that. You know, I got the different links of where you could listen to the show. Uh, Obviously, there's a little section about us, what we do, and then it links to, you know, what each of us have going on as far as our stuff. Uh, news, what I've been trying to do and it, it's, 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 a little time consuming and a little bit difficult, but you know, during the show for the people that aren't on Facebook, uh, or if we talk about different pictures or different links to stuff or things that you want to go, I try to do show notes during the show. Right. Uh, and, uh, I try to have it over there, uh, so that you can go over and click on it and just see the different things that we've, uh, talked about during the show. Um, So, uh, you know, that's kind of cool. I guess Uh, the Morelia complex, it just kind of gives a breakdown of each of the species of Morelia, including rough scales and green tree pythons. I still have, it's kind of hidden, but I still have the scrubs that I did a big thing with that, localities and stuff like that. Uh, You know, then I did the morphs of of Morelia. Obviously, for the majority of it, it is all carpet python morphs uh, and just what the different ones are. That one has to get updated usually every season, and uh, you know, because there's new common stuff that come up. It's, but at, at it's least you can like get a, an idea of what's out there. You know what I mean? Right,
0: and it's almost like it's a virtual uh, complete carpet python because unfortunately a book is outdated like a year after it's published. So it's nice to kind of have these little updates. I mean, obviously the complete carpet python is, I think, kind of an exception to that because a lot of the science is not outdated, but that back portion where a lot of it was the morphs, you know, the the, the season after that, all those morphs, like we would have had to add like six or seven new pages. So we can kind of do that on that website thing where you can kind of keep up to date on the morphs and things like that, what's coming down the road, some of the new combos, what they might look like. You might see a Carpet Python uh, combo on there that you haven't seen in person or, on anybody else's website and become really interested in it. So
1: it's a good thing to kind of check out to kind of
0: see where you stand. So, yeah.
1: You know, the other thing that I put on, um, on MP.com and, uh, you know, I put this section called Morelia Python radio library, MPR library. And basically the idea that is, is that, uh, just the different books and stuff that are out there that cover carpet pythons or even Australian pythons or just pythons in general, that we talk about during the show, uh, are all right there. Um, and you can, uh, you can, you can get an idea of what, what each one is and, and, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. I think, um, if you back out and you just go to that front page, there's also a section where it has papers. Um, and, and, and basically what that is is that, uh, I've taken, um, again, this is just something that's a work in progress. But as I go through and, and, and these different papers pop up about carpet pythons in particular, um, you know, you can always use Google scholar that, that could help us yes. do the same thing. But, uh, this will, you know, you can click right there to the link to the actual paper. The cool thing. Well, I shouldn't say the cool thing. What I, who I got that from was buddy Busemi, uh, on his yes. website, as far as green trees go. Uh, he has the same type of idea so all pretty much the papers that are out there that have to do with uh with condros uh, you can find on gtpkeeper.com uh he has it all listed there so again these are just ideas like what i did when i was setting up these websites I guess back in the day when we were talking about the websites that we were attracted to, back then you had to know how to code and HTML and all this different mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. in order to even You'd do a website. Somebody. Yeah, so you right. had to hire somebody to do it. But between Homestead is the one that I use and the one you use is uh, Squarespace. Squarespace. Dude, it, it's, it's freaking – I mean if a you million. can drag a, – a, uh, if you can send a picture in an email, you can do, you can do this. Uh, it's pretty, I am not it's pretty tech savvy at of. all.
0: <laughs> I'm not tech savvy at all. I, I, I log on, they, I, I logged on and they're like layout out. You want you click it. It says, all right, you can lay, these are, are going to be your side buttons, label them. Okay. These are where those buttons are going to lead to label like that, that keep those pages in mind. because we're going to work on those in a minute. What image would you want here? What text do you want here? And I did all that. And then you click on the things. It's like, will this be a page that people can see, or will it only appear when people click on this button? only when they click on the button, okay, what's it about? And you go through it. And it's just like slowly but surely you just kind of chip away at it. And all of a sudden after like a month or two, you have a really kick-ass website and you're like, holy crap, I built all this by dragging and clicking and, you know, pushing a button here and it says, what's going here? Like the uh, image gallery, cool, done. It's right. like, right. that's just how it goes. And, and again, there are a million websites. Uh, when I first started, you had to get, you know, you had to get a guy, you had to set it up. I mean, that's why um, my sister is a writer, and she went to art school in Philadelphia, and Square Space was kind of a really nice website company that helped out artists where they could go put up a gallery image of all the, you know, sculptures they have or paintings they have for sale. They have a little About Us page and a couple other links, and that's all it was really about, and it was cheap because these are all college students, so she just went on there for me and designed it all with a bunch of snake stuff and then turned it over to me. So, and then again, as Squarespace updated my website got like sleeker and cooler looking and a lot more options for it. So it's a, it's really cool. So I would definitely recommend going to those things and it's not that hard. It really isn't. And you'd be surprised how easy it is with a really kick-ass camera uh, uh a, an ability to edit your photos and this Wix or Squarespace or Homestead you can really make a really nice website easily. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um <clears throat> I think uh I think uh you know, I, I guess one of the advantages of doing something that's on Facebook like a Facebook page is that it's free. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, obviously with these different, um, you know, things that we're talking I, about, uh, they cost about, I guess the average is what, like 20 to $25 20. a month. Uh,
0: I, I really hate to break it to everybody. If you cannot afford $20 a month, what the hell are you doing with a room full of Python? <laughs>
1: just, yeah, just I gonna mean. Just going to say it. I, I, get, I, I think if you're doing this as like, you know, this is just a hobby, and you don't ever really intend to have more than, you know, 20 snakes or something like that, and, you, you know, know like, yeah, then you really don't yes. need a dot com, you know. Well, no,
0: no let's, uh, let's change it up. If you have 20 snakes, and those 20 snakes are maybe like one or two are higher dollar animals, or you're yeah. like, hey, I love jungles, and all I'm going to breed are black and yellow jungles. Cool. You probably don't need a website, but the second you start spending over let's say a thousand dollars on an animal right you're, you're doing it for a reason the reason the second the second some of your babies are for sale for a thousand dollars or over you should really have a dot com because now you're doing something serious, and now you should present yourself in a manner that would have someone that would want to spend. $1,000 on a baby animal or, you know, $2,000 on a pair of animals or, you know, even then, uh, my first couple uh Jag clutches, Jags were still in the $750 range when I first produced. And right. I felt like a complete moron because here right. I am, no one knows who the hell I am. And I'm trying to get you to buy this little yellow worm from me when there are 18 other guys who have the same little yellow worms, but they're on flashy, nice websites, and it's all like, I'm never going to sell these things. So it's like you have to grind it, do the work, get your name out there, and then you have to make sure that you look as good as your animal, as the animals you're going to represent. So if, it's, if your highest animal is a $500 jungle, maybe you can just rock a really nice Facebook page. That's totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah. if you're if you're if your twenty breeders are all high end
1: expensive animals,
0: take the extra time. It'll it'll pay dividends.
1: Right. And I would say I, I guess I would say this as well. You know, one of the things I think uh Scott Borden uh talked about this and when I posted this question and uh Eric Hernandez um you know brought this up just because you don't have a dot com doesn't mean that you're not somebody that's respectable in the industry uh, no, or somebody not. that's 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 you know important uh one of the people when i posted the answer in that question uh gary uh valle comes to mind i don't know if i i'd never know if i say that right but um yeah he's probably it's, the I best diamond so reader <laughs> yeah i know yeah. He's probably the best diamond breeder in the U.S., but he has no Facebook page, no website. Right. You know, right. I don't even think a guy has email. You have to actually call him on the phone. Call him. I mean, but, you want to talk about old school? Holy shit. You know. But,
0: but the whole thing goes back to the old saying, um, build a better mousetrap and the world will pave a road to your door.
1: You know, what does well, Gary
0: have? Diamonds. Gary well, has diamonds. And he has produced diff- pattern diamonds.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think the difference with with a guy like Gary is is that obviously when he started out there was no websites.
0: <laughs> you know no. what I'm
1: saying? Like he used to do this wasn't. for a while. So yeah, that's true. If you wanted a picture of a snake, you got it sent through the mail. <laughs> it wasn't like you could just right. like click a picture on your phone and, and send uh, it off to somebody via text message. God, you know, that, so that. So annoying. (laughs) Yeah, he sort of he sort of I I I think he's sort of grandfathered in that he already name made a name for himself already. True. So if you're you're that type of guy or girl, you don't have to necessarily do that because people already know who you are. But But if you're you're just a guy that's showing up on the scene yeah, yes. I don't think that's going to work for you. Something. You Correct. need to do something.
0: But here's the thing is that also when it comes to Gary, I mean, Gary is – how many clutches does he produce here? Two? I don't even know, three, man. Maybe,
1: I, don't, I, mean, I don't even know either. Not,
0: so and yeah. he, produces a limit, say he produces a limited number of animals. Most of his animals are sold immediately to people who know to contact him and talk to him and stuff like that. But how many how many diamond sales do you think that he – either misses or foregoes because he doesn't have a Facebook or website presence. If people could automatically know where to go to get everything immediately, and I'm talking like people who are still brand spanking new, how many people buy diamonds who are from a veil line animals from people who routinely advertise or have a large Facebook presence? Yeah. Enough to Uh, make diamonds worth it. But, I mean, I'm not saying that Gary is – Hurting for sales, and that you know he's never going to sell his shit. I'm just saying that you know if I imagine Gary would probably sell out in three days if he had everything, where people who are just a little bit interested in diamond pythons could go to get his stuff. Um, you know, but that that being said, it's it, it, again he doesn't really need to do it. It's kind of like a weird thing with him where. He has no problem selling out, but he's known for these animals. And if you really do want these animals, you won't mind having to go find him and do all this stuff to get them. And, you know, his line's been out there for so long that he probably doesn't really even want to sell to the people who are like, I really like a diamond. This will be my first snake ever. So, you know, it's...
1: Yeah, he doesn't want to deal there. with yeah, newbies exactly. and stuff like that. So questions I want and... be
0: Gary Vale. I'm going to delete all my shit out. <laughs> So, it's... Uh... You know, it's it, 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 it's kind of like when it goes down to that. But, again, like what you said, you know, if you're brand new, you've got to do something to get yourself noticed. And unless you're going to work with a single type of Python and devote yourself to it and then wait for the people who are fans of that Python to come to you, you got to put yourself out there. If you're Especially if you're chasing a morph game. If you're going to be a guy who wants to go out there and invest a ton of money in a ton of morphs, and do those, and that's it. You have to get your name out there. Otherwise, what makes you any different from the 18 other people that are going to be producing that morph that you just bought this year, and are going to keep producing it until you start producing things? You know, you, that's how you get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're you're right. I think uh, <clears throat> I think one of the things that uh, Andy Andy Grossman brought up. Um, of why he doesn't use a website is because he, I guess he's across four social media platforms and he sells out animals faster than, you know, than supply can keep up with. So he doesn't really need a website. Um, There's also that part of it, but Andy's very, very, he's very out there on, uh, on, on, at least on Facebook. Uh, You know, I, I, I guess the thing with, you know that that always worries me about Facebook is, is that uh, I'm always waiting for it to, to stop being, cool, so to speak. Uh, I, I, think,
0: think, I think I think I think Facebook's so big now that it's not really going to be too far away, or it's not going to go away. It's going to alter. I, I imagine Facebook is going to evolve and it's going to change. It's going to be something. But I don't think Facebook's ever going to go away. And I realized that when my grandmother joined it. So, you know, that's – it's gone Yeah, but now. that's it's the thing. we going to leave.
1: <clears throat> that's the thing. You know, like when your grandma joins Facebook, it becomes uncool to young people. Uh, so I'll, I'll agree
0: if you that want... people have gotten fed up with Facebook. I mean, what is it? Isn't Bill Stiegel on a hiatus from social media for the next couple yes. months? Because yeah. people get frustrated with it. So I can totally see it where sometimes your customer base might leave because they don't want to deal with social media. That's totally fine. But if social media's working for you, do it. Keep going.
1: You know, yeah, I think I think that's the choice you have to make though. Uh you have to really decide on whether war. or not, you know, to me, my my strategy is this is that mm. I update my website and I update Facebook with the update of my website. So, you kind of yeah. know that I'm updating my website. And you can go check it out from the link that I put on Facebook. Uh, I use Facebook, you know, like the Facebook page. uh, And this is just speaking about EB Morelia, uh, specifically for just posting up pics. Uh, I remember like, I remember looking at guys and they've, I, I think, I think Matt was like, I mean, Matt had so many likes and I was like, how the hell? And, and the, the way, the reason that I respect a guy like Matt is that, he didn't pay to get those likes. He didn't do... They're not all, you know all what the I mean? league, He I mean, just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He got those likes because people like what he's doing in the hobby. And he has right. freaking killer, uh, you know, short tails. So people are like, all right, this guy's legit. And he posts a lot, you know. Uh, he'll take pictures maybe three times a week, twice a week, something like that. Right. Um. So... It's like a constant thing. So I, I, I started saying, okay, well, I'm just going to keep posting pictures up. So every week I would take, like, you know, what I would do is I would get a photo session going. Um, I would take, you know, like 20, 30 pics and then I would just bank them. I use this site called Buffer. And what Buffer does mm-hmm. is is that you can program out when you want it to post to your. Uh, to your Facebook page. You can use it for Twitter. And I think you could do Instagram as well. I'm not sure. And I think now they added YouTube uh, to that, but I'm not a hundred percent. But anyway, you can time it out. So you don't even have to actually be at your computer. So what I, what I would do is, is that I would go and take all these pics uh, and I would set it up. Okay. This is going to post today at this time. And it's going to post today at another time. I think the difference between something like Facebook and say Twitter is Facebook you're, it seems like with well, the thing that annoys the shit out of me with Facebook is like when somebody goes and posts a pic and then they share it to like every goddamn every group angle there.
0: goddamn group they're involved <laughs> in. It's like it I, just drives me nuts, listen, man. Listen, the, the animals that I post in Morelia, et cetera, are everything that is not a Morelia, because then I take the pictures of the Morelia and post them into the pic of the week, and then I post like a link. I think maybe one or two pictures, or I think I post them through Rogue's Facebook page, and there you go. That's it. We're done. There's a link right. back to Rogue. There's everything's where they should be, and I'm not going to piss anybody off. It's like I didn't put the Timor Python on the pick of the week. It's in Morelli, etc. This way, I could put you know the carpet python into the pick of the week. It's if I see you take the picture of your same goddamn <laughs> inland carpet inland and put it on everything. It's like you know, there it is, there it is again, and it's and it's not like it's different angles or different pictures, it's the same freaking picture. So yeah, you know, or the other thing that is almost as horrendous is when you pretty much fill the Morelia Pick of the Week with the pictures of the same snake from different angles. You just like have like a different <laughs> post, or you, you have you have a different post for every snake picture you took that day, and it's like four different snakes where you can't just have one post that says update pics and have all the pictures in one thing. I'm sorry. We're getting off talk-
1: topic because I'm angry. So um, <laughs> Just think rough skills, Owen. Rough just skills, think rough, skills. Oh, rough skills, rough oh, skills.
0: Oh, my, there my, you my go. My pretty baby. <laughs> oh, There we go. Calm Stripe me
1: down. Skills. Stripe rough yeah, skills. Yeah, <laughs>
0: my pretty babies.
1: Well, but, I right. think, I think, I think, I, I think you're right in this way is that I think that when you're posting on Facebook and you, you add like multiple pictures to one thing, uh, I think what you do is you kind of do yourself a disservice to a certain extent because they're not really getting like, you should just pick the best shot and put it up because then people are going to see that one shot and it's going to stand out. Sometimes when you post like four picks or something like that, it kind of gets lost. And it'll be yeah. like one, two, three, four. And on the fourth one, there's a plus 11. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I don't know. You just It kind of gets lost to where they might not see that killer animal that you have that's picked number nine because they're just like, oh, yeah, okay, right. flip through it, you know. But the other thing that you can
0: do is that if you if you have a Facebook page and you post a bunch of pictures in your Facebook page, like, I mean, like, a ton. Like you say, like, oh, took so and so outside today. Tons of pictures. And then you do that again with, like, in every single post on your Facebook page, your individual Facebook page is like that. And then you put posts on, like, the pick of the week or more, et cetera, of, like, a sampling of a few of those pictures from all the different animals. People will go back to your personal Facebook page, peruse all that crap, and like it all. There are some people where every once in a while, my phone will, like, vibrate off the table because someone is in my Facebook page and they're liking every single individual picture. It's like you have 135 notifications. I'm like, what the hell? It's because someone's yeah. gotten into my Facebook page and they have liked or reacted to every single picture I put out in that day. So people will go through them. So um, Yeah, they, they, be- they do. And the objective yeah. is of Facebook and those posts, is to get people to go back to your Facebook page. Because if you're going to do a Facebook page and you're going to have a Facebook page dedicated to your business, the, it's the best thing to do for it is to get foot traffic and to get people back to it. So you invite, you know, if you're friends with people on Facebook uh, who are reptile people, you invite them to like your page. And then you try to post things not as your personal page, but you try to feed it through your business page so that people will eventually go back to your business page. It's almost like if you're going to do a website, you want to make sure there are tons of links to it out there and that you have a lot of content content on it so that when people Google things, they get back to your website. If you're going to do a Facebook page, it, the entire thing about the Facebook page is just getting people over to it and getting as many right. likes as possible because that's how people start seeing things. So, right. You know, if 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 you want to do a Facebook page, your personal page should be nowhere near any of the reptile pages out there. It should be all through your business website, business page. Because I don't care how many reptile Facebook friends you have. It all matters of how many of those people like your business page. Because that's where you're going to do well there. So you've got to learn how <coughs> to separate.
1: I agree. And, you know, what I do is, and I've said this before in the show, but what I do is, I'll post yeah. it to my page, and then I just sort of. Well, I can't say I do this a hundred percent of the time because sometimes I get excited and then I'm like, oh yeah, one, you know, let me share this right yeah, now. But usually, what I do is, I try to post it to my page on one day, and then I share it to, uh, you know, a group the next day. Right. Um, I kind of, I kind of admit that. I don't know, man. I go back and forth with this like, you know, when it comes to Facebook, you know, there's so many groups out there. And like I've really been trying to cut down uh the <laughs> amount of groups that I'm in and just right. try to like, pick the best group. Like okay, so obviously for there there are carpet python specific pages out there, but for me there personally, are. and why like why where Morelia pick of the week came from is that I always felt that there was this disconnect between the carpet community and the Chondro community. And it was trying to like, and it was selfish of me, but it was like, okay, well I want a place where I can put that all together. You know what I mean? And that's sort of where Morelia pick of the week came from. Now, obviously when we started Morelia pick of the week, scrubs were involved and, uh, you know, um, Owen Pelley's and Bolin's and all this stuff, which are still, as far as I'm concerned, you know, are still welcome on Morelia pick of the week. Heck we had Jason hood just post up, uh, his blackhead going around. I wouldn't, you know, there are certain things that we will limit as far as that goes, but I'm not totally against if it's a species that we've talked about on Morelia Python radio that, you know, uh, that we, we would put it up there or somebody could post a pick of it. You know, I mean, Scott put his scrub up.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, we were, what is it? Somebody posted up a carpal, and, uh, a bunch of the people on the pick of the week were like, Oh my God, you can't post that here. I'm like, I'm not going to He's fine. He's not trying to sell it and he's not trolling anybody. So he's fine where he's at. You know, if, if he starts picking fights, then I'll weigh in on it. Um, we did have to ban somebody over the weekend for posting just pure goddamn unfiltered insanity on
1: the pick <laughs> of the week. but I missed that. I, that's, I'm, I'm oh, glad you're yeah. paying attention. <laughs> well,
0: I, I totally missed it too. Apparently it happened on Morelia, et cetera, as well. And Balin had to post a whole thing about how he apologized for it. And I'm reading the comments and somebody goes, yeah, there's one on the pick of the week too. I'm like, oh shit. So I had to go over there. And I read it, and I'm like, and click. So, you know, it's obviously within reason. Please understand, this is a Facebook page about snake pictures, not other yeah. things. Please don't use it as your personal page, you know. Right. Come on. Yeah. And the rules are clearly I, I know on it. the side, what you can do and what you can't do. I had to delete a bite picture earlier this week, which we kind of made a rule against that. Um.
1: So, yeah, that was a topic that I let, let's hit that for a second. Yeah, you know, <laughs> drama. I know this is a little this is a little bit off topic, but it yeah. kind of ties in, and, I, and I'll and I'll, I'll segue then. So
0: it, it, it ties in with putting a good spin and conducting yourself in a professional manner if you're going to run a business off of a Facebook page or a website,
1: right? Go on first. Yeah. So. uh, okay i'm I'm just gonna (laughs) screw it man we're just gonna talk about it it. so let me preface by saying that personally right personally i could give two shits less about other reptile people and what they do that's their business i'm not here to uh you know say that this one is better and you see a lot of that on Facebook, and that sort of annoys the shit out of me. I, I, right. I, take, the, I take the road that unless you are involved in a transaction personally, or you right. know the person that was involved in the transaction, and uh-huh. they're like – like, for instance, if you, if you got burnt by somebody, Owen, I, I'm, yes. I'm pretty sure that I can take to the bank that you're not telling me some bullshit story. You know what I'm saying, right? But there's not many people that you know that are in that inner circle for me in the hobby. There, there there's there's a group of them, and but for me to a hundred percent trust that what you're saying is the truth, I don't know. That there's always two sides to a story, so to speak. Of course. And what pisses what pisses me off about Facebook in general. Uh, besides the politic bullshit Is Is the whole thing that like All of a sudden somebody's just going to Become an expert In this transaction Of people that you don't even Really know personally You just know them <laughs> from online You know what I'm saying You can kind of guess Of the breeders that I'm talking pictures. about Right I, did, well, again, I agree <laughs> I, I, I'll go around So right. <laughs> So I'll start by saying that. Okay. There was uh, there was a uh, a video that went around mm-hmm. by a certain person that puts up videos weekly of uh, snakes oh. and reptiles. Oh. The,
0: and the, the was this person blindfolding, getting bit by things?
1: Yes. Well, I'll say okay, what I didn't this. watch. It was snake bites. It was snake okay. I, 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 I It's not like I'm. I'm not. I'm not here to trash anybody. I'm just offering my opinion, and this right. is our platform, so I can offer my Idiot. opinion. Endure when all want. the drama, <laughs> with all, I, I just for one I can't understand. God damn, this guy is hated. Jesus Christ, <laughs> he is freaking hated. Like I have I never seen it, anybody hate. And never? I just, I just don't. You know, I mean, I. Nice. I. <laughs> I get it to a certain extent if like people are like no 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 if if like what people are saying is legit. I can't say right. that because number 1, I've never bought a snake from the dude. Number right. 2, I I I I don't know really anybody that ha- I don't know. I don't know somebody well, that really has, you know what I mean? Because I, I mean I know I, you don't I know a ball python.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I know a few people, but unfortunately, all the people who I know have burnt just like lizards and stuff. And, you know, it and it also goes back to that, you know, obviously Brian and his crew have never been nothing but nice to me. And yes. I can never really say ill of the guy because I have no experience. And um, I can't do it. But you're right. It's like, dear freaking Lord. The dude like, is hating. He's like punching a baby <laughs> on the screen. It's like Wow! Now, I personally don't agree, because I always tell people who are just getting started, where I've kind of talked to a few people who were friends of mine before I did snakes, and they too have gotten into snakes, or I met them through other circumstances, and they kind of got into snakes, and it's like, I always told them the golden rules that I kind of have are, uh, (laughs) don't ever say, don't ever comment on anything you know nothing about. Um, Never. Post a picture or video of a bite or a feed and um, never, ever, ever show a video of you dealing with an animal that is either unsafe or dangerous. So, and that's it. Done. Those, if you can stick to those three rules. You'll do all right. Because right. the second you start sharing nothing but videos of you getting ripped into by your scrubs, you're helping the whole thing of, you know, scrubs are evil. Now listen, I'll get bit and I'll text my friends pictures of bites because I think it's funny because I'm a sick individual like that, but that's all private. I don't post it on social media. In my opinion, social media is like opening your front window and screaming out into the world things. So I'm not going to open my front window and scream that my snake just bit me because that's really not going to lead to good places. So I don't advertise that. And the other thing is, while you're talking about the video of bar Check getting bit, um, on my Facebook, what was shared like 10 million times is that dude talking wacky to that King Cobra that was loose in his room. Did you see that video at all? But it was the King Cobra that was kind of dancing around. And that thing was, that, that's a dangerous thing to do. Very, very, very dangerous. You lost me? Son of a
2: bitch. What the hell?
0: Oh, uh, I'm lost. <laughs> Eric's gone. So, <laughs> I'm lost to me. But anyway, it's a video of a guy dealing with a king cobra in his snake room. It's out of his cage. It's running amok. It's doing all these other things, and he's talking to it wacky, and that's a very dangerous situation because, boiled down to that's a king cobra, and I know people are going to yeah. shout that it's a venomoid and other things like that, but people don't understand is that venomoid king cobras um, or venomoid cobras, venomoid venomous, can still regenerate their venom ducts, can still regenerate their venom glands. Even if they have the false uh, synthetic venom gland inserted, they can generate a venom gland around it there still should be considered a deadly animal. And to have that video on the internet is like that, that that the reptile community does not need this horse shit. So you should keep that crap to yourself. Share it with your friends. We're going to get a good laugh at it and tell them not to put it on social media. So that's how. Well, it works
1: there. yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of dropped out. I don't know what happened, but, uh, I'm, Obviously, I'll blame the dog. One of your I don't know really what hit uh, on or what you didn't, but you know, I, I guess the thing that uh, that sort of turned me off to that situation. Like, I, I I understand to a certain extent if you want to promote something, you sort of have to. I I, I can sort of understand to a to a certain extent, like, you know, you want to capture that person that you want to get that click. You know what I mean? Right. right. uh, I've listened to reptile radio interviews uh, with, with Brian and he, and he talked about how, you know, he knows that he did that and whatnot. And, you know, again, Mm -hmm. I just see to me, I've said this a million times. It's called vote with your dollar. You just don't or vote with your time or whatever. Like, shut up you know what I mean like if you (laughs) if you're not then okay then eventually people will stop listening and or 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 uh watching or whatever and you know then you do it for fun or whatever uh but I just don't understand the purpose of 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 that whole but I just I just don't get it and so What I'm not out there bashing anybody or anything like that. I just simply won't watch that anymore. Like to me, that's like a total turnoff. And it. I just think it makes the hobby look bad. And I know there was a few people that were posting videos, but I guess like for me, I like the way that there's a guy in the ball python world called Justin Kabolka. And basically he made a video and he just, he briefly touched on it. And then he sort of said like, look, this is not what I'm going to do. So I'm going to make an effort to do a video once a week. And I, I'm going to try to promote these animals and try to uh, get people to, uh, you know, to appreciate them. Now, uh, to, you know, that might be a longer road and it might take longer, right. but I think at the end of the day, his integrity is going to be much better than some of the other people. Uh, there's another guy that's the big retic guy that does the same mm. thing. And it's just like, although his, uh, you know, animals are beautiful and all this other stuff, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. Just sitting in, a, in well, a big cage with retics, snapping at your face. Mailed
0: every five minutes. Not yeah,
1: it really was, promoting not, retics not, in a positive way. Not doing well. It, it, Yeah. Well, the
0: problem is that what I have with it is is that, you know, obviously these are the reptiles. You're going to take a hit. You're going to get bit. And to be honest, after you get bit the first, like, five times, you really stop caring about it. I mean, some of them will hurt, but as long as you don't get bit by one of your adults, you're really good. It's just the way it happens. But to promote the fact that the animals that you have are biting, cause can draw blood and cause damage that's got to hurt your image somewhere if not your image the species that you're promoting's image i mean what is it we we keep trying to shake that carpet pythons are nasty and if i posted a picture of every time a little tiny baby hatchling carpet bit me i'd be doing it every goddamn day but that's a hatchling baby carpet python they bite all the time it doesn't hurt but every day you know, but yeah. then there's some people who are like, I pulled all these beautiful babies out of their mother's coils, and then she nailed me, and I'm like, oh, well, now everyone sees these beautiful babies and your bloody stump of a hand. It's like that's Don't do that. You were doing well before. It's like that. You can say she bitch you. Don't put include a picture. We all know what it looks like. It's a lot of blood. So yeah. It's and now we all have the thing of that up. Oh, carpets are nasty. So you know, it happens. You know, right. I got tagged by my white lip twice. <laughs> in one week. On the same damn <laughs> finger. She did right. bitch. She she's evil. But right. you know, I think the only people I sent the picture to were like you and Matt, Minitola,
1: and that's it. You know?
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not, against,
1: I'm not against I'm not against sharing that in a private message or anything like that. And you know, because I know it happens and you know, obviously uh for whatever reason there's this there is I'll speak for myself. It's like when you get bit, you're like, oh shit, you know, check this out. You know what I mean? And you send it to your friend and it's just like, "Uh," you know, Uh, but I don't know. I just don't go and post it out in the open for everybody to see. And I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not here to say that I'm like the reptile police and that if you do that somehow you're banned or bad or anything like that. Not at all. I just personally do it and in the group that we run we just don't think that that's appropriate way to do things well, you know if it, it, it also goes
0: it, what is it also goes back to the what is it live feeding videos you know yeah, we, just, we all we all know what happens don't and it all goes back well, to if you're going to try to conduct yourself in a professional it all goes back to if you're going to try to conduct yourself in a professional manner and run your business off your facebook page do you think people are going to be immediately turned off if the first thing they see when they come onto your Facebook page is a picture of, like, this adorable bunny hopping around a bin as the retic gets ever closer? It's like that's – I guarantee you you're going to lose a few people. I I'll guarantee. take it a step
1: further. You know what? You know what? Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but remember when that guy had the Burmese python and the dog?
0: No, I don't want to remember that. I do not want to remember that. That is
1: horrible. Okay. That is like exactly. ingrained
0: in my brain. Oh. Yes.
1: And I'm sure that guy got tons of shares and likes and, you know, whatever. And that's probably, oh. I have to believe that that's probably what his end game was. But, you know, to me, that was just like, oh no, 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 oh, no, man! No. I this think is, this is just bad in every way. You take the most popular pet in the world that people probably like more bar. than they like their family, and you get it eaten. You, you get it on uh, on a video, uh, get a snake eating it. What the hell do you think people are gonna do? Like, <laughs> do you think yeah. that people are just gonna be like, okay, that's great. Uh, you know, no. I, I, I don't know, man. That's just
0: I, that's snakes, just a
1: bad move. Snakes,
0: snakes and pythons do not need help being a field <laughs> species. Okay, <laughs> they do not yeah. need help becoming one of those things that people are so creeped out about. They will not allow their significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, child buy from you. Yeah. Okay. So by by doing things like that, you're just gonna hurt yourself, your sales, and everyone else around you. Especially that dog one, dude. That one made me sick to my freaking stomach. And yeah, that was uh, hard. If I ever see that. Oh, didn't somebody from like your work post that on like your Facebook page? It's like, hey Eric, look at this thing, and you were like, delete, delete quickly. Yes. So. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, God.
1: Yeah. Somebody that knows I like snakes, that uh, you know, they're just like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Eric. You know, it's a it's a long time friend of mine, and he's just like, oh, Eric will think this is. Can you believe this, man? And I'm like, stop freaking <laughs> <Just> sharing it. Don't share. Stop sharing it. Don't share it. <laughs> you know, now, I know like, people, oh my I God, don't you like... see that you're bringing more attention by, yeah. you know? <laughs> so it's just like, and, and I know it's. It's like Howard Stern used to do. He used to say stuff yeah. just to shock people. And people would tune in just because they're like, well, what's he going to say next? This guy's an that's asshole. As a, but you're still listening. That's where the term that's the whole shock point.
0: jock came from. <laughs> like shock jo- yeah, I'm shocking you. And now I'm getting <laughs> yes. attention. It's like that's.
1: Yeah. It's like, Even and I if know people say that
0: Like, Of course. And there's, there's yeah. no People will always say there's no such thing as bad publicity. Which, unfortunately, in this day and age, there is a ton of things worse than that. So, it's, it, 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 bad publicity is a very big thing. But, and I know people were saying that that, that video with the dog, it was, uh, like, a different country. Um, there wasn't any, uh, the video cut out once the berm made contact, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it, it's still, you put a puppy in the cage with a berm. It's like, you knew what was going to happen. It's like, that's. That's horrible. And, and it's uh, crazy. Again,
1: yeah. And it's cra- as crazy. It's crazy as it sounds. Uh, I was going to say yeah. as crazy as it sounds like for us, me personally, I don't like rodents at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah. You know, I just nah, yeah, I uh, personally, <laughs> they, they, they just skeeve me out. It doesn't mean I'm going to run around and kill them, but I'm just not affected when I see a snake eat a rodent. Like I would right. be when I see a snake eat a dog, but <laughs> That being said, there are people out there that love rodents, that love rats. that right. You know, they're really – it's not like it's a stupid animal. It's just like it's probably the same way people are out about, uh, you know, snakes or reptiles is probably it the is. same way that I'm skeeved out about, about it, rats.
0: Everybody's got their thing. I mean uh... – and it's just, like, the way it is. But it's, like, i the reason I purchased all my rats uh, frozen Thought is because they are killed humanely and frozen sure. and all that other fun stuff. And it's, like, I'm, like, all right, cool. Quick death. Nobody's really getting really upset about it. Like It's just, like, how my steak ends up on my plate. So, you know, I, I don't really like hearing about all this stuff where, we're like, I took the rat and popped it on the head. It's, like, that's another thing is that you need to <laughs> – it all goes back to – Conducting yourself in the community, whether it's a website or Facebook or a show, if you do it professionally, you're going to have success. If you act like an asshole, people are going to treat you like an asshole. (laughs) So it it all goes back to that thing. Um, It's 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 just the way it is. I don't ever I never like feeding live to my guys because you know rat's going to fight for its life, could injure my snake. The snake might not be a very good hunter there was always the stories of the people who were like, oh, they're getting along, and then they come down later, and the rat has, like, chewed half of the snake off. It's like that's there's a lot of shit yeah. that can go wrong there, so
1: I That's prefer, happened to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, what is it? Uh, I had a friend who had a black face, white lip whose eye was ripped out by a rat, just, just plucked it right out of its head right. during a coil, right. and it's like, right. oh, shit, so it's like, and now that white lip which was perfect for Steam is now missing an eyeball. So right. you, you got to watch it, that kind of stuff. So it's, it is what it is. And of course, like, would you pick, would you take a picture of a snake with its eyeball ripped out and post it on your Facebook page and your website? No, <laughs> no, Hell of no. course not. But, but people have that disconnect where it's like, you know, it bit me everywhere. It's like, that. no, don't do that. <laughs> so I think, and and I, and I I keep trying to bring this back to the topic because it keeps coming back up in my head, is that I think with Facebook, it's a little bit more loosey-goosey, kind of liberal, you know, throw up anything I feel like. It's totally cool. It's just hanging with my friends, picture share, picture share, and you can get kind of buried underneath your own stuff and realize that you really kind of hurt yourself. Uh when it comes to website, almost like because it has that disconnect, it's like job versus home. Um, it kind of is almost like more professional. I you rarely how many times have you ever seen somebody on their professional website having pictures of bike pics, unless like we're talking like a venomous website where they're talking about like the dangers of this is what it looks like or something like that.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, hardly Probably ever. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'll I'll spin it around into uh, yeah. into a positive. Um, I think one of the things that was brought up. Well, I got two two comments. The one thing that was brought up on the on the question that I posed is that yeah. um, that basically uh, you get to know the person a little bit better um, from Facebook because you can actually see what they're doing. It becomes a little more personal if you see, you know, what is Owen doing on Saturday night? Oh, look, he's, you know, Nothing. doing this, blah, he blah, blah, no you life. know,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe change the show to Saturday from Saturday to Tuesday. No, because- you promised. <laughs> you <did. laughs> he, 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 he's, he's not doing anything. So yeah, it was Jason. Angel. I, I, yeah. He said, uh, this is more of a hobby and basically by seeing you can click on somebody's profile and you can see, you know, what's, what they're doing or, you know, what they're into or what kind of person are they? Well, Obviously if you're posting up crazy shit, you know, they're going to be like, yeah, I might not right. want to do business with you that know, person. But before
0: I, well, before I buy an animal, I like to stalk everybody, whoever produced it, you know, I need to know the inner workings of their mind and, Figure out exactly what makes them tick, or I'll just the to because I think it's cool. So yeah, it's like yeah, I do understand that. There's that too. That, I, there's that maybe I do understand the wanting to know the person on a personal level, but it's also right. you also got to understand is that uh, it's like I will not post a lot of the snake stuff on my personal page because I my personal either. page I'm friends with a lot of people who aren't really into snakes. I
1: hate to right. break it
0: to you guys, that happens. So I do have a lot of friends who are into snakes. So stuff trickles in, stuff trickles out. I will post pictures on Rogue's Facebook page, or I'll post it, I'll create a post on a page myself. I'll rarely ever put anything on my personal Facebook page. If you're going to go to my personal Facebook page try to see how I am as a snake keeper, you're really just going to find a bunch of pictures of Zero and my nephew. (laughs) So if you can try to figure out how I deal with my snakes, Compared to how I treat the dog, it's uh, going to be a little different, and <laughs> right. um, it's going to be a lot different than how I treat the kid. So it's just how it goes. So well, you know, and I and I do understand that, but you can also open up a freaking dialogue with the breeder through the website or through their or through another Facebook page, or you can talk to them at a show. It's like having a, going to the personal Facebook page to get a read on the person is like okay so you didn't feel like actually having a conversation with me so you're going to look at everything and then decide as opposed to like
1: actually approaching me well, and asking me how I keep
0: and what's going on
1: well i th- i think probably what he was probably getting at too is probably it's a little bit easier um to deal with you know you're putting a face with a name Uh, you can, you can PM them really quick. It's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I guess there's people out there that, you know, if you're an asshole in real life, more than likely you're going to be an asshole breeding snakes too. I mean, that's what what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. It's really how it goes. You know, no escaping it. Um, that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that you uh you know you can't be an asshole and still be a good snake breeder you could you know there are people well, out there they're that are of yeah,
0: yeah. they are people who are who are fantastic who are fantastic snake breeders but the second you meet them you're like what's wrong with this person you know because probably like, they
1: don't like people exactly. <laughs> you know i mean and that's okay Fine. you know yeah <laughs> just wholesale all your stuff and call it a day you know i mean exactly We've all bitched about, you know, different things as far as the hobby goes. And, like, sometimes the people part of it is kind of, well, I should say the customer service part of it can be a little <laughs> bit frustrating at times. We've all had those, <laughs> you know, tire kickers and send me a pic and then you don't hear from them and, you know, all these different kind of things. Uh, oh, but uh,
0: you, you have a guy who wants an animal and then it takes you two years to actually pull the goddamn trigger on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've all
1: had those guys. Absolutely, you know. Meanwhile, uh, that
0: guy's buying every morph under the sun.
1: So you know. What a jerk this
0: guy is, what man! Jerk. What a jerk! What a God damn Yeah. Anyway. You should have. You
1: should have. You should have stayed strong, man. And kept I, had your to, no, I had
0: to become a. <laughs> I had to become a co-host on a radio show to get you to buy the animals. That's my level of dedication. I didn't even okay. spend that
1: much. You. That's all that your, your five know. years is worth? <laughs> hey,
0: don't you yeah. tell me what my five years was worth. It was worth that at the time. Anyway. I mean, I was.
1: and where you want to go and what you want to do. And that doesn't mean that you have to have it all mapped out right at the beginning. I mean, you may start small and slowly build yourself up. I mean, if you've listened to a lot of people that have been on our podcast or other people's podcasts, I think the one thing that they always say is like, you know, hey, I started with a few snakes and then I kind of got the bug. And then, you know, it's like two snakes becomes 20 snakes and 20 snakes becomes 40 snakes. And it really depends on your time the meme that was going Thank around.
0: Thank you. Uh, i like, no yeah. like four
1: snakes. Like, goes <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. son of a bitch, they're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah <it's> so true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you could again, you know, you can have 20 snakes and, and still, you can still have a website and be, uh, do it yeah. as a, as a business. You could, you know, I mean, I know some of the chondro people out there, they don't have huge. I mean, look at Gary. But, uh, contract, not Gary. What but, the hell was his name? Uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Greg Maxwell. I mean, when yeah, he was yeah, on yeah. Uh, when he was on Reptile Radio the first time, I think he talked about like he had, you know, he's like, I remember because Larry and BT were like. They asked him, like, so how how big is your collection? He's like, yeah, I have about 40 to 50 snakes. And they're like, wait a minute. Hold on. You have 40 to 50 snakes and that's it? Where these guys had, like, hundreds. You know, it it was sort of like this thing if you didn't have, like.
0: Yeah, but. 40 to 50 snakes of what value? Like, Well, that's. that's Exactly. So, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that if you're going to breed chondros on any kind of level, I think I can't, I can't think of anybody, but maybe the barn that does it on any kind of level more than that. Like, can you think I I can't, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm not like in and out of, of all the different chondro breeders, but I can't think of, it seems like, and I think that's the difference between say carpet people and chondro uh people is that chondros, they seem to be fine tuned into what they're doing, and it's like they're in this little this little bubble, and this is their project, and this is what they're focused on, and they keep that focus because these snakes have have kept their focus where I don't know you see you see I, I can't say this is a majority, but you know most people that keep carpets, I would say, would you say what ninety percent of them keep other pythons as well, right? Whereas yeah. if you look at yes. Condros, it seems like from what I see, and this is just my observation, I'm not saying that this is reality, uh, that, you know, 90%, well, maybe not that, may, let's say 80% of Condro people, uh, you know, just keep Condros, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I think, well, Buddy and Bill are different, but even even Buddy, I mean, he has he has the majority of his collection is chondros and then he has like two other projects or three other projects. He does rhinos and image. diamonds. Exactly. And the diamonds and something else.
0: Those right. little green things. But the majority right. of buddy's collection is
1: chondro. You're correct.
0: But compared the, compared the adult, the number of adult breeding animals that buddy Buscemi has to say you or I where we're going to do, I think I tallied it up. I have 26 breeding pairs going on right now. And that's, Everything from Cali Kings, Corn Snakes, to Olive Pythons, White Lips, Carpet Pythons, and everything in between. So, about 26 animals, pairs. Right. Buddy has, like, four. But he has, like, maybe, like, we'll say, what, 10, 12 adult breeding pairs of chondros, tops?
1: Probably, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then he's got the, like, 2.2 Diamonds and the 2.2 Rhinos. So it's pretty small, and maybe he'll pump out two or three conjure clutches a year, but all his projects are set to be something to produce this, to produce that. And he has the money invested in all those things. And he has a very good website. It's like, yeah, it it goes down to that. It's like, I mean, what Bill has, I think even smaller number of conjures, but he's dialed into those kind of things where he's got his particular projects. It's like, and honest to God, if you're going to spend that much money on an animal like that, you're going to want to go and spend it from somebody who has a very nice website, a very cool presence, someone who has a good reputation. You know, I I am not going to go drop $2,000 off of the, the days of a Polaroid picture in the mail are done. It's like, if you imagine trying to sell a $2,000 Chondro? with like a printed out picture that I'm going to mail you. You're going to tell me if it's cool by mailing me it back. And then I'll send you the Condro. If I told no. you that's how I sold snakes now, how would you, like, it, no, nobody would do that. Nobody no. would do that. People lose their well, damn minds.
1: I'll tell you so, what, you know, you okay. see condros all the time. You see them posted yes. up and there's, there's Everywhere. tons of good Condro breeders and these guys yes. have beautiful snakes. You know, the guy that I would buy a $2,000 Condro from, Dave D. Dave D. Why? Because when I go and I look at his website, I'm freaking blown away. It's got top-notch pictures. It's got his animals, like, all laid out perfect. Like, you know, it has, like, this vibe to it. And and to me, and and this is just coming from the consumer point of view, you know, I'm scared to death to buy a Chondro for that much money because, you know, I'm still trying to dial in just freaking keeping them, let alone breeding them. You know what I mean, so it's like uh but if if i were gonna if I was gonna do that that's that's that would probably be the route that I would go. I would buy from Buddy, I would buy from Bill, I would buy from them because I know those guys, and I know that they're you know top notch and you know I was listening to their show um This past week that they did on Sunday, and you know, a good point that they brought up is, uh, and they did like a Contra roundtable, and if you get a second, you should check it out uh, for people that haven't listened to it. Um, But uh, you know, they brought up the point of, you know, they 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 talked about the Contra market at at the end of the show, and 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 they were sort of like, you know, so. If you have, it seems like the higher end market is is pretty much is solid. You know, somebody that's going to invest two thousand plus dollars in a snake—that's a particular person. It's not a lot of people that are going to do that, but those right. particular people know what they want and they're going to go and they're going to get it. And they know where to go, um, right? The the one that's a little more difficult is is that when and it's the same thing that we go through with carpets, but just in a different way. So with chondros, you know, you're competing with the, uh, you know, imported. the stuff that's coming in that's imported, right. you know, and the amount of time that goes into raising up a baby chondro and, you know, let's say that uh baby sarongs come in and, you know, from, from the importer and he wants, uh, you know, I don't know, 300, three, like, 300 bucks.
0: Three, and I think th- two to 400 is what they're at, I
1: see. Right. So, so the cat was born and bred. They're probably you know four hundred to five hundred, so the amount of time that goes into raising that chondro to where it's sellable, you know, it's right. like eating good and all that, that's a lot of time. And it is the the thing that that people don't understand is like they just see the price and they're not willing to fork over that extra hundred bucks. Now I'm not I am not against like bringing in new stuff at all. But
2: mm-hmm. I, I
1: think that, you know, and I used to get frustrated with, you know, the, the Condro guys for not having like locality stuff because, you know, it's just like, well, they're not really, they can't really compete because nobody's going to go and buy, uh, you know, an animal that's uh 500 bucks. Um, right when they can go and buy that same well, not the same, but they can buy the same type of animal for two hundred and fifty to four hundred bucks, you know, and they think right. that they're saving. But the one thing that they missed, and I, I know we hit on this point before, is that you know you're actually buying time with that breeder as well, you know, because he's going to be able to tell you uh, the problems and stuff. And it just seems like that message just doesn't sink into to newbies, and I don't know why, but For some reason, it continues to be the same thing where that that uh, that market, uh, you know, they they, it's they're not really uh, trying to compete with it because it's like, well, why am I going to just produce a clutch uh, and, uh, you know, put all this work into it and then not be able to sell these animals because I'm competing with, uh, you know, blah, 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 reptiles uh, that are selling them for for shit, and you know they're all they're not eating, and it's hit or miss. You know there well, are some guys out there that that take these babies and and put them on the right, right. track, and you know uh well, that's what Rob oh, used clockwork. to do. Brian Burke, yeah. you know he used to yeah. do it as well. But uh, I would pay a premium for that because you know they've sort of done the hard work. I know Dave has done he's done that as well. Uh, but to me, you're 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 buying their expertise, so to speak, right? Um, to help, and uh, you know, I don't know, guys. And I, I, I guess it doesn't really turn into a website type of deal, but I think that 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 promoting yourself in that kind of vein um, is is it's really kind of uh, I don't know. It, it's really how you should approach it, not not right. to uh, to get off. To change the gears again, but I just wanted to make sure that you know we talked about the negative side of like YouTube videos and stuff, but I also want to oh, talk yeah. about the positive side. You know, yeah. guys like the K Brothers, I think yes. they do a top-notch job, and they do they do an awesome job. They don't they're they're not really negative. They get on they they sort of you know give you a tip or show you some animals or that kind of thing and yeah i mean there's i mean there's a there's right on the beginning of their video there's a shot where the olive python has come shooting out of the cage and you know is trying to bite them but But to me it doesn't have that same effect as what the other guys are doing so it's the same thing in a way but in a way it's not so when i look at that i'm just like oh, well, if you're going to deal with an olive python, this is probably something you're going to run into. So you should know. You should probably well, know that many, this is going to happen.
0: How many times did Steve Irwin have to dodge crocodile, snake, insert animal here? That's fine. And, I mean, and every once in a while they did tag him. So you got to understand that, yes, this is going to happen. But, you know, to to blatantly have it advertised as the everyone's bleeding and screaming, it goes back to, like, um, what is it, Steve Irwin's, gets bit by a snake and he's like ow and does all this stuff and then you have Brady Barr get bit by a retic in a cage <laughs> and and he's screaming his head off. It's like it's like Yeah. Proper proper reaction, not a very good one. It's like that's yeah. kind of where it's like proper display that these animals can bite and can be dangerous, not a very good one. It's like that's kind of where it goes. It's um In my, in my head, at least. So, and it's, uh, and it's kind of, it's it's weird like that. Um, the YouTube videos, I mean, there are 10 million people out there who will have, uh, a video just going through the collection, talking about shows, talking about this, talking about that. And there are some great ones out there and that is a great way to self promote yourself. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, and it's, and it's, and I've said it a million times one of the best decisions I ever made for my business was to decide to be a co-host on this goddamn fiasco. So it's (laughs) just like, you know, if we hadn't done this, I honestly would be the guy that would have just a few snakes in my snake room, take them to a show, sell them, wholesale them, maybe call it a goddamn day. I wouldn't have half the projects I have. I wouldn't know half the people I know. And I would not have done half the things I've done. would definitely not have ever gone to Tinley, would have never gone to Texas, wouldn't know half the friends I have in this community. So it's like getting yourself out there and putting yourself out there and then making sure that you conduct yourself in a proper manner is the best promotion for your business. The website, the Facebook page, it's easy to make that decision all you want. Um, that, that doesn't matter. But there is an upside to the YouTube stuff. There's also the downside to the YouTube stuff. There's like... There's two sides to every freaking coin here. Um, but go back to the chondro thing real quick. Uh, were you ever, were you shocked about how big chondro babies really are when they hatch?
1: Hell yeah. <clears throat>
0: and I I think I know why. is because every baby chondro I ever saw at a reptile show, I always thought it was a baby. That's a freaking yearling. So it's like, I, when we first saw the babies at Buddy's house, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a baby corn snake on a stick. He goes, no, that's really <laughs> how they go. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, I was expecting carpet python size. So it's like every baby chondro, I, every baby, like, quotes, I had ever seen, it took time to get that big. It wasn't, that's not a fresh hatchling they threw in a box. That is a almost year-old thing. It's ridiculous. And the same thing goes with baby rough skills. It's like, holy shit. So um
1: Are they just as tiny?
0: Not as tiny, but they're still pretty fucking tiny. Um they got big oh, head,
1: wow. So, so
0: it's like uh they're not I think con I think Condra babies are like chihuahuas. Like they're it's like, oh my god, if I breathe on it wrong, it's gonna die. So well, they're not and, big uh, snakes. They're mean, uh, exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Another thing is, all the chondros you see at shows are huge and unhealthy. It's like it's, you're like, oh my god, it's them Like that thing is fat. It's like they're not very big animals. And the same thing goes to rough scales. They're not very big animals, but their babies are still bigger than chondro babies. So that was my biggest shock, and why people tend to. I, I was talking with somebody. Uh, I was actually talking to other buddy about this because he was. Um, he was wanting to know, uh, I think he was bitching about how uh, he never sees Chondro breeders at like Hamburg and how he wants to do that. And I go, well, you're going to compete with this, this, and this. And he goes, yeah, but if I do this, I'm like, yeah, you could, but you know, I'm like, I would never bring Chondros to Hamburg. And he goes, why not? I'm like, because I have to try to get past all the dealers that I know have baby Chondros there that have them for a, a hundred bucks less than my Chondros. And my condros aren't the ones you drive to a show to drop $2,000 on because I'm not willing to spend that money to get those condros. So <clears throat> yeah. I would never bring condros to a show. Hamburg, Hell Tinley, no. maybe if I had them, but. Tinley, yeah. You know. Well, that's because the other thing we talked about is how there wasn't any. There was that one guy with baby condros at Tinley. The one we talked to had the Rico babies. Um, yeah. And, and that was it. And it's like well, come on guys, (laughs) where the hell are you guys? So, um, but that was what we were talking about, but it's like, I
1: don't know. Well, I would think that, okay, so I I get what other buddy is saying. Uh, and, uh, I, I kind of fell into that same sort of thought, but I think what I have decided for myself is that as far as me, when it comes to selling snakes, for one, you know me, I like to hold on to stuff for a while (laughs) and never sell, but, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Hamburg is the right spot for that. Like to me, to me, I would much rather, and this would be my advice to other buddy is that, it's so funny that we call him other buddy, but no, yeah. no, 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 don't bring attention to it. That is <laughs> right. You so, understand that? so what I would advise him to do is that instead of doing Hamburg, what one, two, how many shows did it got one a quarter, so what, every so like other five, month. five shows a year,
2: six yeah, shows every a other year.
1: Month. Yeah. Okay. So rather than going because you got to get gas, I'm sure he does. He lives what probably as far as the rest of us do. So he's taking an hour or so. He's got to get his animals together. He's got to buy display cages. He's got to, you know, he'll probably go to those shows and he'll probably have a good dollar amount on his chondros. I think that a lot of the people there are either looking for a pet, just getting into reptiles or coming there to buy their food and talking to various vendors that they know, and then they're rolling. Uh, I could be wrong right. when it comes to that, but it unless, not. you know, you have like pre-sale stuff, like, you know, Oh, I'm coming to pick this up. I already bought this. Oh, I'm going to go there. There are times where you, you go there and you're like, Oh, this is really cool. I'm going to buy it. But I don't think that you go there looking to spend uh 500 plus on an animal no. unless it's a pre-sale. Right. So yeah, like, what's the I, point I, of me better, doing that? I would much rather do Tinley park where I stand a better chance of doing that. And I'm promoting myself to people that are not in my backyard, so to speak. Right. You know what I mean, like but
0: can you, you, you imagine you're a condor breeder and the only show you do once a year is Tinley park. So you take your condros and the ones you don't sell online, you bring with you to Tinley park. I'm talking babies, yearlings from last year. It's like, you could have a good display, a good table of condros, um, of all varying sizes, colors, other shit like that. And then you get like, a big display for some adults it's like you could rock that place
1: oh dude so, the snakes the snakes i mean you can't deny whether you like no. them or not i mean jesus christ they're one of the prettiest pythons out there i mean come on man it's it's hard to compete with i mean when they hatch as babies they're either bright red or bright yellow so like I pull, okay I've said it. as if, opposed to if Arc if dirt Alexandre, snakes
2: uh, the brown
1: <laughs> idiots they look like Dirt and mud, dude. It's like
0: I've I've said this a million times. If chondros could grow to adult size and stay red, I'd have twelve of them. All right, just because I love that color. They're like hot rod red, and it's like dear God. Um, Yeah. But it's like, and, and you're right. And even then, just the progression. We all say that we, you know, that we all worry. We all talk about animals like sickness and things like that, but some chondras that are like just green and yellow with the yeah. right amount of green and the right amount of yellow, they're still gorgeous animals. So you're telling me you couldn't get a bunch of really nice acrylics with sticks in them, stick the damn chondra on it, then have a bunch of babies of like some from last year, maybe the the ones that took the food really quickly from this year, maybe even once or two years ago, have them all in those arboreal acrylics that we see all over the freaking place and set up a really nice table and not make freaking bank.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I again. <clears throat> yeah, I, I at some point I'm gonna be adding Condros back in. I I, I, do. I will not be. I, am, I that, that train I has not, failed. I so. have not given up on them, but I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that, that what I have to do though is figure out I think I think for me personally what happened is I deal with a lot of bulletproof snakes, right? carpets right. are freaking bulletproof i mean they're just bulletproof. they're they're tough snakes you know they live in uh, right. crazy environments the one that i have the most trouble with is the one i i use I, I really like the most is ij's because they're a little bit trickier when it comes to keeping them and it probably has to do with the fact of oh they're not from australia i think that the australia species are you know they're freaking tough as nails dude like if you yeah. if the temperature dips down to 50 degrees at night as long as they're warming up the next day they don't give a shit you know it's like i don't know man i just to me they're just chondros are not that way like my Angolan no. pythons are tough my antaricia is tough uh you know my walma is tough uh you know, it seems like the olives are pretty, you know, are pretty tough. But when you start dealing with dirty. like things like white lips, uh ring yeah. pythons, uh chondros, yeah. these type of species where, yeah, that's a little tricky when it comes to hide like you can't skip you can't skip filling their water bowl. You could you know, with a no. carpet no, I'm not saying to do this and I'm not saying that I do this. I'm just saying like if you didn't fill that water bowl, I mean, you know, they're not—they're not, they're not going to die. But well, if you me, do that me, with the, me, with I'll, the condo,
2: it's going to die. I'll,
1: I'll, put this uh, <laughs> I'll put it this
2: way.
0: I'll put it this way. When I clean my bowls, I'll pull everybody's water bowls and I'll disinfect them, and then I'll put them back in their cages, emptied, so that they dry overnight. The only animals that I will then take the extra step to dry their bowl. And then refill it with water immediately. Are the white lips and the chondro? Everybody else, I'm like, I will be back down tomorrow, and I usually am right after work, and fill up right. everybody's water bowl right afterwards. Which they all take a drink and then they leave it alone for like a week. Um, right. That's fine. Won't try it with the chondros. Won't try it with the white lips. And actually, my white lips got a, my adult white lips got a little dry this past week. Um, right. And you could see it on their skin that they were a little bit dry and also the yeah. fact that they've been fighting that it's not helpful for them. So I separated them and these are two of the most unhappy animals ever. And they actually both laid there as I misted them with this tiny little spray bottle and didn't try to kill me. So I'm like, okay, we really like water. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So it's, yeah, it, I would not chance it with them. And you're exactly correct. It's like you can have, a few fragile animals, but you got to pay attention to them as opposed to the bulletproof ones. And eh, you guys are fine; <laughs> nothing's gonna hurt yeah. you guys.
1: So yeah, I mean the approach that I took, just uh, again listen, listening to the you know Buddy and 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 Bill trying to trying to get my bearings and get myself back on track when it comes to chondros is like, you know, I I had a bunch and then I lost a bunch and it was like I don't understand why these just. You know, I mean, I think the thing that sh- that shook me the most was the baby aru that I had from Bill. It was like yeah. this animal was perfect, and then it freaking just prolapsed, and I'm just like, "What the hell?" So one of the things that they said is that you know, uh, providing water more often, changing the water more often. So i you know, with my chondros now, it's like three times a week I change the water. Um, oh Jesus! And I don't do that with carpets. Because I don't have to, no. you know what I mean? Well, but like with – and and it's just like – I guess it's just trying to figure out like – I don't know, man. I guess when I was getting into it and talking to certain people, they would sort of said, you know, well, this is just a snake on a stick. And, and I, I've even said that. And maybe yeah. there's a little more to it. You know what I mean? It's well, just, a, just a ball I mean, python on a stick. <laughs> I regret that.
0: Uh, my youngest – the youngest conjure I've ever owned was a year and a half old. So, I mean, like, that's when I got it. It was a year and a half old. So, right. I've never taken it to the point of little ones. And I we've heard stories of how hard they could be, and I figured, all right, well, you know, you go through the motions, you figure it out. But then we talked to some other people who are just starting to breed their chondros, and they've had bears of times with babies. And it's been, like, pulling your hair out kind of frustrating. And I'm like, don't need that. All right. Um you know, so I'm almost on the fence about sending my one because I only have one left, one little girl. She's not little anymore. She's getting pretty big. I almost like want to send her on permanent breed loan and like send her back to buddy and be like, use her. And then like raise up the babies for a year and a half. And then maybe I'll take one or two. It's like, you know, (laughs) do all the hard work. So I'm like, it's, but then I feel bad about that, but I'm like, I don't, and then I look at all the projects and it's like, I don't need chondros. I really don't. So right. probably gonna face I, those out I, in the near future. Yeah. I, More I room for rough scales. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I had my choice again, I think back to when I first started wanting to do this and my vision was to work with the different species in Moralia and whatnot. And, um, you know, I they're they're a big part of that. Even though one day they might not be Morelia, I I, I I just think that uh you know, that they're cool snakes. Like I mean if for mm. instance, if they all of a sudden said that Rough Scales is not Morelia, would you be like, Oh, they gotta go I I quit the show. Because um, <laughs> so, I can't be uh, I mean
0: that's how that would go. I mean yeah. I'd leave I'd leave here first before
1: I left them. So. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, but the point is, is that you don't care what the genus is. You like the snake. Well, I don't give You're a just... damn. Well, yeah. That's... If we if we honestly
0: got shifted to how what snakes we like versus the taxa, I mean, how many times <laughs> do we have to get rid of our entire collection? Right. Go, oh God! Latin changed again. It's like it right.
1: doesn't mean anything. So, so to me, like to me, the same group still applies. Like Morelia to me is. Even though I know it's not taxonomically this way, to me, the way I look at it is it's carpets, chondros, scrubs, bolts, polens, rough scales, Owen Pelleys. You know, that was like, you know, ooh, one day maybe we'll own Owen Pelleys type of deal. You know, now it's like, holy shit, it might happen. It might happen, yeah. Uh, But chondros are still in there. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, figuring out how they tick in 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 my setup you know what i mean so right. obviously if obviously bill he's it's like bill to me is like he's a carpet guy that keeps condros whereas buddy is yeah. a chondro guy that has carpets you know what i mean it's like they're they're sort of opposites of each other type of deal where you know if and, and and bill can do it in like as dry as Texas is and everything like that, then it, it can be done. I have to change my mindset and really, really dive in like I did with, uh, with carpets and really figure out like what I need to do type of deal. You know, I think that's, don't you think that that's something that people overlook a lot of times when it comes to acquiring a new species, like really doing the research on how, Oh, yeah. You know, the setup is like, you know, I think of people like they're going to keep something that has to be extremely hot and then they're going to put like, like you could have put rhinos in certain, you know what I mean? Like rhinos are only going to do, rhino rat snakes will only be, you'll be successful with, but they can't take like really hot temperatures, right? Right. Right. So I
0: mean, it, it's like, it, it's like when I was looking at expanding my Calibre project, it's like, you know, cox-eye. Uh, they need to be really kind of cold and humid, and then right. I'm like, oh, rhinos, they got to do this and other I'm like, I have to move. I either have to set up a rack somewhere else in the house, which is annoying, or I have to find a part of the room that I could cool or not keep as warm, which is annoying because then i got to worry about what pythons I put in which places, so I'm right. like, screw it. It's like, you know, I'm not going to do those. So the Vietnamese Blue Beauties, which is what I kind of settled on, Apparently they're like a python trapped in a colibri body, so it's like <laughs> per- perfect. It's like the only thing I need to do is when I'm going to breed them, I got to drop them down. Which okay, fine. I'll drop, I'll kick them out of the room like I do all the other colibris. So it's it's really kind of where we're going with that. I mean, I don't uh, I don't worry about any of my other all my other colibris are on heat unless it's breeding season, and then I stack them in the cold room. So it's just the way it is. I mean, I'm actually going to move one of my racks into the cold room. So it makes it easier for breeding those guys in the future. Also with the bread line, a few other species that I have that are going to start needing to be cooled down some more. So it's, you know, people don't really tend to realize it um, that you pick up an animal and it might be a little bit different. You know, it's, they might need this. And because they might need that, trying to breed them in the python room with all your other stuff might not work. So, you know, it's like, if you're you're
1: keeping pythons, you're probably not going to be successful with hognose If you're putting them in the same room, (laughs) you know? Yeah. it's like
0: the reason I designed the new, I I, I built and designed the new olive cages because this way during breeding season, they can go into these big six foot cages together and I can give them a huge ass water bin to swim in and do whatever the hell they're doing. And the reason I built two cages is because when the olives go in together, my adult white lips can go in the other cage and get a huge-ass water bin because white lips also really like a bunch of water. So it's kind of like designing it so that eventually I can get some success from that stuff. You know, my carpets don't give a damn about their water bowls, you know. The only thing I ever see them do, breeding season wise, is if a female is hugging her water bowl so effing tight, she's got eggs all in her. So. Wait. Yeah. Got it. Got to know what
1: Absolutely, <clears throat> but uh, I don't know how we got on the subject of chondros from websites. I don't websites, know how
0: we got but... <laughs> on really yeah. We but, were talking uh... about Dave D and his chondro websites, and you know, I mean. Do you think of other websites out there? I mean, we talked about Nick's Inland Python uh, – Inland – oh, God. Reptiles? Inland Reptiles. Yeah? He's going to come get Inland me now. Um, Inland Reptile.
1: Inland Reptile. Yeah. Inland Reptile. Inland
0: Reptile. Okay. Oh, His shoot.
1: website. Oh, man. There's what? Morelia Trophy Club. He has a good yeah. one. Uh, Australian Addiction. Um, he has a good yeah. one. Uh, what else? Um uh, Headhunters. Uh, Dave, I like his
0: website. I like Headhunters. What was what's Dave? These it's a a very a very uh, God damn it. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant beardus. Thank you. Vibrant I got that beardus, shit locked guys. in. <laughs> I apologize, Dave. Please send my rough scales. Um, so there's that. Um, the other websites, obviously uh, yours, Eb Morelia and uh, MoreliaPythonRadio.com uh those are two good ones. Um uh, blah, blah, blah. Who what? else is?
1: Well,
0: Buddy Buscemi, that's uh GTP keeper.
1: GTP keeper radio, radio. GTP keeper yep. radio, yeah. Yep. No um, GTP keeper dot com.
0: I said that and you corrected me. I kept saying out.
1: radio, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I know.
0: Uh, <laughs> so um <laughs> <well>. <laughs> There's that. Uh well. No oh there's that. uh
1: yeah. you know, um uh, what's her name's website is pretty cool. Uh uh Ka- uh is her name Kathy Kit Burge. Uh SouthernCondros dot com. Yeah. yeah. She is a pretty yeah. sharp website. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put uh I will put a lot of uh a bunch of links. Yeah. The links up, uh for sure. But uh I, I would recommend that if you're if you're thinking about setting up a website, is I would go out and I would look at other people's website and kind of get an idea of what you what you want it to look like, what you're yeah. trying what what idea you're trying to uh, get across to the person that's coming to your website, and uh, you know uh, I think. Uh, I think you can sort of like, you know, just like what I did, I, I sort of pieced together what I like from different websites and different people. It doesn't even have to be Morelia people. Uh, it can be ball python people. It can be retic people. It can be lizard people. It can be gecko people. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're like really dig the way that it flows and stuff like that, then that's the whole idea. The whole idea is you wanted to make it, you want it to catch people's attention you want to make it e- easy to navigate and to the point, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like uh, wh- how I would base um, what you're you, doing. You, but, also,
0: you also want to make sure that people are able to contact you. They know yeah. the best way to contact you, when to contact you. That's why a lot of times uh, on my page, they have we have the babies for sale. And then right below, it's like, are you just in one to fill out this form, and it'll automatically email me. This way, I know exactly what baby you're talking about, and know the, the best way to get back in contact with you. So, if you're gonna do this, the whole point of either a Facebook page or your freaking website is to promote yourself, your animals, and the species you work with. That's how it should be. So, um, obviously, take the time, invest in a good camera, a nice little photo setup.
1: You know, it, it goes a long way. So. Yes. Yeah, pictures on a website are really the whole gist of the website in a way uh, to get people's attention. So that's kind of an important part of it. So if you can it take is. good pictures and find somebody that find can take someone you
0: pictures. can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ask yeah. them to do it for you. Yeah.
1: Find That's yourself fun. a Zach Baez and then get them to teach you how to do it. And then, you know, then you can do it yourself. But don't half-ass exactly. it. You know? so, and,
0: and, I mean, it, dude, what is it? I bought my camera. I went on – I literally typed in, like, digital cameras. And it was a package you could get on, like, Amazon. It was a DSLR camera, a bunch of memory cards, a bunch of different lenses that I have no idea what to do with, an auxiliary flash that I have no idea what to do with. A tripod and a bunch of other shit for like five hundred bucks, and I'm like, I don't need the stupid telephoto craziness. I need a camera that is better than my phone that I can take pictures on, and that's what I got. So it was totally worth the money.
1: Right. Uh, one last thing I'll say before we uh, before we get out of here. Uh, oh, look, this is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. This is something that I may uh may borrow from uh Southern Condros as I'm flipping through her website. She's got the pairing and then right below it mm-hmm. she has okay. an interested list. So basically it's like add your name to an email address and you will be added to the list of interesting or you would be interested list for the pairing. That's genius. Yeah, but then I have to deal with you people. So <laughs> Yeah. Um Anyway, I I just think that's a good idea. But Uh, uh, the last thing that I will say that's kind of important, especially if you're selling animals online, is Mm -hmm. your terms and conditions page. Yes. Uh, I would definitely make sure that you have a terms and conditions page that you have thought out uh, exactly what you're going to do when something goes bad. Because at some point, something is going to go bad. Will go bad. you have yeah. to be prepared, so I would definitely um, make sure that you've you've thought about that and you know um, you go I mean I guess you could go and borrow people's ideas from other things because it's kind of the same things that we're talking about uh, as far as terms and conditions, but I don't know it's just something that uh, you definitely I, I think Owen, you said that you had a lawyer look at yours right to make oh, yeah. sure that you were on point.
0: Well, so, yeah, because my, um, my my stepbrother is a lawyer, so I asked him to take a look at it and redo it for me, and he did, and I've added and altered it, but he pretty much laid out this entire thing of, you know, you're uh, in the company, shall be referred to as blah, 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 and has all these things, and a disclaimer in the front that says, by... By agreeing to a purchase of the animal, you automatically agree to the following, and it just goes down and down and down, and it goes through, like, you know, that the animals can cause fights and scratches and blah, 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 and, you know, or sickness, and we're not held accountable for all these things, that we have a 30-day health guarantee if the animal is kept within these parameters, and we are allowed to deny shipment or sale to anybody, it's all these things. And right. uh, it's all thrown all in there. And it's like, this is pretty much my shield and how I can conduct business. And I've referred to it multiple times where people are like, right. you ship it now. I'm like, Nope, sorry. It's not within the parameters. So, you know, and uh, like, it's almost like you lay it all out there. Yeah. I can ship within these temperatures, but you won't be getting live arrival guarantee. So, and that usually, when you say that gets to look back off some stuff. Um, I've done the whole, somebody asked me about, uh, parasites and I'm like are you talking about external or internal they're like internal I had a snake die from parasites It's a 30 day health guarantee and I also can tell you that all my animals are fed rats that are bred by license da, 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 da. so you know it, it's, it's good to have because it helps you in the long run so definitely right. have a terms and conditions page
1: so yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily you have to do a lawyer
0: if you guys want to copy mine and just alter it go ahead I don't give a shit so, right, um, I think I kinda go. did that. <laughs>
1: All right, whatever. I, I, I did I I took some of your stuff and, and put it on. Just, on just change
0: Ritz's stuff. rogue to something else.
1: So you <laughs> yeah. know. But uh but, yeah. Okay. Um let's see. I don't know. Do you have anything else you uh want to hit on? Uh,
0: Hamburg is the twenty fifth. I hope to see everybody there. Um and yeah, I'm actually excited I get to get uh I have a tattoo
1: appointment this weekend. So I'm gonna go oh, do that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So what are you getting? T More Python. Ah. Alright. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's uh they're pretty cool looking, so <laughs> I know. I I'm ex- yeah. I can't wait to see
0: what he does.
1: So I'm I'm excited. So cool. All right. Uh, next week, uh, we have David Means, and you guessed it, nice. we're talking Scrub Python. Scrubs. Uh, for all those Scrub people out there, uh, yes, David Means will be with us next week, and uh, I'm so glad he's back in the Scrubs. I'm so glad mm-hmm. that uh, that he's keeping them again, and it uh, uh, should be awesome to chat with him. So um, it should be and i think i don't have a definite but ari will be uh nice. coming on in the next couple of weeks to uh talk about his recent trip to uh to Bolin uh Bowen world and uh he will be telling us all to about, about it we talk
0: about the book or no i well
1: yeah i hope so at some point uh i guess nice. we'll hear the update on that yeah absolutely yeah. so uh so that should be cool uh, and then, uh, yeah, some cool stuff, um, coming up. Uh, so don't forget to vote for us for radio show of the year. Uh, let's bring it home again for the Moralia community. Um, and also, uh, for the Moralia community, don't forget the carpet Python discussion board. Uh, that was right. up for best forum slash group. Uh, so go give them some love as well. Uh, follow the link at the top of Morelia Pick of the Week, and then you scroll down to the radio show of the year category. You click Vote Now. A bunch of shows will come up. Make sure you pick NPR, and that's that. Uh, Voting is every day, so if you can, just take a couple seconds each day and and show us some love if you love the show. Uh, It would be awesome for, uh, you know, I don't want – yeah, I want Owen to get a trophy, so that's the whole plan. So let's let us is the plan. Let, it should be. Let's bring Owen home a trophy. I don't want him millennial going on me and and going stop and it. eating a safe stop space it. and and all this other trigger warnings stop. and. All. You, stop it. Okay. Stop uh, that. I love it. Uh, next week you'll be saying it, so then you'll beat me to the to the punch, so that. Uh. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll end <laughs> this one too. Start ending all the uh, things you guys enjoy so much. Yeah. That's the um, point. Come on, man. You bust my balls about living in the show and having a I big code book know. and all this stuff. So I you know. know it's, all, it's all good. I know. I can, uh, take, I
0: can take my beatings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you can follow us on uh, our Facebook page, Morelia Python Radio. You can follow us on Twitter at Morelia Python. Our website, which we've been talking a lot about tonight, is MoreliaPythonRadio.com. If you have any questions, comments, guest suggestions, send us an email at info at com. There's still a few calendars left if you're interested. $15 shipped in the U.S., 20 outside of the U.S. My PayPal is Burke, B-U-R-K-E, Phila, P-H-I-L-A at gmail.com. If you are, uh, remember the old MP days in the very beginning, that was my screen name, Burke Phila. So you'll see every once in a while some people refer to me as Burke Phila. Yeah, no one does. No one refers to Burkfilla. No yeah, one huh, does Chris this. I, I don't
0: no, there is, no, 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 no,
1: no, no,
0: no, yeah. that is not going to become a thing. Stop it. Yeah,
1: right. I don't want to be Burkfilla. I'm just saying that it was. that's where it's from. No, uh, stop it. Carpet Fest. Uh, let's see. We yeah. have uh, some Carpet Fest coming up. Uh, the uh, Southern Carpet Fest I think is the first one that's on the itinerary uh, that's down in April, in, uh, April Wait. 29th uh, is uh, Southern Carpet Fest if you want uh, more details about that go check out uh, Bill uh, Well, Bill's on a hiatus from Facebook so don't go talk to him about it go talk to uh, Evan Evan Browder uh, I think Austin is uh, also involved in that as well. Uh, one of those guys will be able to hook you up and let you know what's what. Look for, for updates. Uh, as, as, we get, as they give updates, we'll make sure that we update you guys as well. Uh, but if you're mm-hmm. down in that area, it's definitely something you want to check out. As far as us, Northeast Carpet Fest, June 3rd. Uh, it's going to be here before we know it. That's why I'm remodeling my house and trying to get all the shit together before... <laughs> <laughs> Before it's the week before, uh, but uh, I'm not promising. Yo, know, dude, uh, you know, just on a side note, like yeah. I'm I'm discovering as I start to remodel shit how yep. fucked up this guy did this house, man. Like he cut every well, goddamn that. corner that you possibly could. But anyway, that's my vent for tonight. Fucked um, I know. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I know, all you bro, I was trying to put it in yours. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows. Exactly. Uh so yeah. Uh Northeast Carpet Fest, June third, Warminster PA. Uh I'm gonna be sending out there was a couple of people that contacted me about hotel info. Uh, right. so I'm gonna be putting out the next couple of days, uh a couple of hotels that are like pretty like within five to ten minutes uh from my place. So uh that should be uh should be coming real soon. Uh, as far as myself, E.B. Morelia, you can follow me on my Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram, all under E.B. Morelia. My website is ebmorelia.com. If you have a question uh, or a comment, um, uh, send it to eric at ebmorelia.com, and that's all I got.
0: Cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com, check out all stuff we got going on at Rogue. I did update the breeding journal, which is under the Updates tab. You can read up on all the pairs that we got going on. Uh, I also had to make some alterations because I ended up getting some pairs uh, after I started that diary. So anyway, it's been completely updated uh, with some pictures and more to come as things progress. As far as shows, the next one I have currently is the 25th in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Um, You can come on out there. I'll be sharing a table with Amanda from Ugly Snakes Industries. Uh, She'll be there with her stuff. If you are a Morelia head, it's a good go to. There's myself, Amanda, uh, Howard Redding of Redding Reptile Breeders, Jason Badlin of East Coast Serpents,
2: and Eric
0: Culler of Midgard Serpents. So that's a lot of carpet guys all in one place. Um, So it's definitely a good show to come check out. That's all I got, and that's all we got for you guys tonight. So we will say thank you all for listening, and we're going to catch you all back here next week for some more Moralia Python Radio. Good night.